0: Thank <laughs> you. Happy New Year! Hey everybody, it's the Mind Virus Show, the Mind Virus Podcast. Find us on the web at mindvirus.show. Today is the second of January, twenty twenty three. So it is uh, month one, day two, and year three after twenty twenty. Of course, I'm here with uh, my name is Jordan Bruno, and I'm here with a longtime acquaintance, Dave of. Well, I've known him for a long time. <laughs> yes. And he he uh, writes, if you want to read any of his commentary, he writes at a website called com. That's Live Ready, but it's spelled Live Red and then the letter E.com and has some interesting content there. Dave is in law enforcement and is a fairly knowledgeable person about preparedness topics and... uh survivalism, self-defense, guns, Russia, stuff like that. So I think we'll have a fun podcast today. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for coming on. What I'm going to do is first catch you up a little bit, Dave, on some of the things we've been talking about lately because here on the Mind Virus show, we like to talk. (laughs) And we talk about a lot of things. (laughs) So some of our favorite topics are, of course, the complete and total destruction of society post-COVID and all the crap that's been going on. Sounds prescient. <laughs> uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about conspiracy a little bit. The Twitter files. You've, I'm sure you're up to speed on Elon Musk' purchase of Twitter and all of that stuff.
1: Well, at least somewhat up to speed.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we've we've been talking about that. We've been talking about uh the chatbot the ai chatbot gpt do you know what that is
1: oh is this the crazy chatbot that can do all sorts of things like write like write a story in somebody's own style and and uh it's uh it's kind of a i don't know it appears to be a powerful artificial intelligence uh program
0: see i would i i don't like the term artificial intelligence i think that uh you really gotta re, we gotta really gotta redefine the acronym AI as algorithm plus internet instead of artificial intelligence because it's really not sentient. It's just that they're really good at parsing language, okay, and and coming up with stuff based on their machine rules, right? So, um, but yeah, that's it, it. Looks like it's a pretty powerful conversant type of a bot mm-hmm. that you put in a a prompt that is, you know, whatever you, however you form it in English, it will parse through that and then it will come up with a, a lengthy response. Okay. General conference talks say (laughs) type of material. (laughs) Yeah. So the, um, the chatbot has been something that we've been experimenting with on the program. We won't do that today because Bobby flood is not with us and he's the one that has the login, but, uh, the last couple of weeks we fed it, we fed it some prompt prompts and argued with it about Dr. Fauci and read it some, we did actually do an experiment where like we were role playing that we were in elders quorum. Someone was teaching from a general conference talk and you needed a quick response. So Mm -hmm. you fed it a prompt and it gave you something nice and flowery. to say. Oh (laughs) really? Yeah. (laughs) So, so that's the, that's what we've been doing lately. But, uh, some of the comments I want to read, I want to, uh, sh- give a shout out to a few of our listeners because they do spend the time listening and some of them actually put in a little work here and I want to read some of their comments Pepe Le Pew. he says in my French accent I must complain I have kept the deadline I kept the deadline why would you let the procrastinators get off so easy it is an injustice Americans I am going back to my home country. Vive la France. I just want my mind virus T-shirt. Okay, so what... Do you guys have T-shirts? We've given out one T-shirt so far. Okay. Because somebody won uh, last year a contest on the best preparedness tip. We wanted people to comment on the website. What was the best preparedness tip? To buy old books and save the old knowledge. Oh,
1: that's interesting.
0: Because everybody would say like guns, gold, animals, wheat, whatever. But, you know, you need the knowledge. We're losing the knowledge rapidly. I think
1: it's pretty important to obtain hard copies of the media that you like. Considering, I mean, this is kind of a strange example, but uh, Disney Plus uh, on their version of Splash that you can watch – did a really horrible uh, edit where they there's a p- part of the movie where uh, apparently you can see Daryl Hannah's butt. Okay. And apparently they just did like that's a woman, right? Yeah, Daryl Hannah. Yeah, you can see her butt. And uh, it's always appar- nicer to
0: see women's butts on movies than men's.
1: But yeah. Jim yeah, just saying. Agreed. But um, the they did like a seventh grade Photoshop edit uh, edit yeah. on the film, and I know that's just kind of a silly example because i mean you could argue well i don't want my children seeing that and i mean understandable but at the same time you know you're kind of responsible to judge what movies your children are supposed to watch anyway okay. but it's getting to the point where now the media is not safe it's not it's not fahrenheit 451 it's like oh you thought that was in this book. You thought that there was a. It's the Ministry of Truth. Yeah, from Orwell. It, it's yeah, it's the history. Ministry of Truth's version. So your
0: problem is not that they disallowed the n- nudity, or did they just make it fatter? What did they do to the butt? They
1: made her ha- like they made a hairy, Photoshop a hairy hair, butt. B- they made her blonde hair oh, Photoshop okay. extend over so her. It was bottom. hair, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't body hair. <laughs> okay, so they so they got rid of the the nude Fanny. Yeah. Well, the
1: implication is that she's nude anyway. It's just that they—they just don't show it. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that's on Disney's Plus. That was the movie Splash. Yeah. How long ago was that made? Oh, I can't remember. Eighties. And and
1: to honestly, I I haven't. I I didn't find this out by watching it. I just read media about
0: it. Okay. The point is not about the the naked Fanny. The point is. They're changing history. Honest. Well, did they change the Bernstein Bears? Did you, ever, did you? ever talk much? So that's about like the, the uh, Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. Yeah. The Bernstein Bears is the way
1: I always remembered it. They were talking about. If that's the case, we're talking about like Doctor Strange level universe manipulation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because <laughs> everybody's got a copy of one of those yeah. books.
0: It is funny how we remember uh, music and tunes. uh, differently, you know, you like it, that, that's an interesting thing to do is to play a game where you get, get some popular music, then try to write it down or sing it uh, correctly and then compare yourself to it. And you'll see how often you're not quite remembering it exactly how it is. But, uh, your, uh, Dave's point here, of course, is that, uh, we don't want to see him changing history.
1: Well, it would be, you know, It would be unfortunate to run out to get your new copy of, you know, a a book that you wanted to read and find out. Say Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, that it's been edited, the 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 woke approved version of Huckleberry Finn. Huck Huck
0: Finn is now (laughs) a Hallie Finn. Hallie, (laughs) and Jim. (laughs) Jim is his older (laughs) companion, traveling companion. Experimenting with, they'd probably okay. be fine with that Let's stop dynamic. There. Let's stop with that. Yeah. So anyway, uh what were we talking about? Oh, we did give away a T-shirt for uh, to our listener whose pseudonym was Feeding the Hungry, because this person gave us the comment to save the old knowledge and uh, buy the old books, and we thought that was a great comment. And it looks like I'm going to be forced. I don't know if I'm going to be forced, but out of just sheer compassion, I'm going to have to give Pepe Le Pew, Pepe, a t shirt as a participation trophy Ooh. in our story contest. So we've been running a story contest that has been a smashing success. We had one entry <laughs> was it from pe- Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> the deadline was the 31st, and we've decided to extend it till Groundhog's, Groundhog Day. And hey, he just, he just, Played $1 on the price rise. rice. Right.
1: Yeah, right. He won. I mean, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was smart. Yeah. So Pepe did give us an entry. And thank you, Pepe, for the, the entry. We will consider it with all the other, the myriad entries we're going to receive as soon as we get them for Groundhog Day. But, yeah, I guess I am considering very strongly a T-shirt because you are such a, a loyal listener. And I do appreciate that. And I know Bobby does, too. Okay. TBM. Next comment. And, the, and, and TBM is one of those guys that he's been on the podcast before. He likes to, he's lazy, definitely. <laughs> so he started getting the co- chat bot to comment for him on the podcast. And now he is making fun of me. So he, his comment is, Jordan, colon, calls TBM lazy for quoting, for block quoting chat GPT. And then also Jordan, colon, spends an hour of the podcast quoting the chatbot, (laughs) which is actually correct. So I gave him a shout out right here and an LOL in the comments section. Whitaker, he says, just have the chatbot be your co-host next week. Instead, I've got Dave, who is not a chatbot. I I can vouch for that. (laughs) Um, Maybe copy and paste the text responses into something that can read the responses. And then I I play the radio, says, I was thinking of that. I was thinking of setting up an automatic feedback loop where the chatbot responds to itself into oblivion, okay? <laughs> and then Whitaker says, oh, you've got my attention. We could start a cult. Anyway, uh, TBM added on to that. And then I play the radio, gave us some other t-shirt uh, suggestions. I play the radio as one of our mo- most pro- prolific until the chatbot and TBM became so enamored with each other. But uh, I Play the Radio likes to give us t-shirt suggestions every week because we say very interesting things. Okay. For example, quote, is that Vin Diesel or Olive Garden? (laughs) That was his quote from last week because Bobby likes to do the Vin Diesel voice and when you hear your family, (laughs) (laughs) that's the Olive Garden slogan, isn't it? It's also the slogan from uh, Fast and Furious. Oh, have you seen those
1: movies? I've seen the first Fast and Furious movie. Oh, there's nine of them. I am, you are I missing am aware out. there are nine of
0: them. As I know, you come from a car background. You should probably watch, well, sort of.
1: I feel like if I watch the other ones, somehow, whatever value was present in the first film <laughs> might be lost. It might be lost.
0: Yeah. I mean... When you hear your family... My, well, it's also sort of a Fauci voice. Oh.
1: My son asked me the other day if Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was the last Indiana Jones movie, and I told him yes. (laughs) For more parenting advice, go to (laughs) liveready.com.
0: Oh, that's good. The other quote was, it's a singular groundhog. It's Groundhog Day, not Groundhog's Day. So was that, that'd be like the day that the groundhogs rose up <laughs> groundhogs day <laughs> yeah, and
1: they overthrew their human overlords.
0: Yes, exactly. All right. Well, uh, thanks guys for commenting on the show. We really do appreciate it on the, on the website. That's mindvirus.show. If you want to comment on anything we are saying, please come to mindvirus.show on the web and say whatever it is you want. Maybe I will delete your stuff. Probably not. Well, anyway, uh, Dave, so you're in law enforcement. How long have you been in law enforcement? Give us some background. Almost 14 years. I also understand you practice jujitsu. Practice is a good word. It's like (laughs) doctor's practice, right? No. I mean, I don't think it's... Would you say you're better than a doctor practicing or an attorney? If you ever have an attorney, ask him, hey, Uh, uh, I want to employ you, but... Will you please just not make this practice? Be make it the real thing.
1: Like, I would say that I'm at the level where I can beat up people who don't know jujitsu.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember me sending you a video of a guy in Chicago who had uh, taken out a dude that was shoplifting or something, and had had video of him in a, in the the one is that hold where you have him... the gift wrapped hold where you're gift- holding their arm their, over their, their own their neck. arm and yeah. got him choked out. <laughs> yeah. It's a good technique. Yeah. It was funny. The cops show up and he's like, he's explaining it to him. He's like, but yeah, and, and I know jujitsu, so that was his explanation of why this guy was, was in custody. Although I would say my
1: primary martial art is American marksmanship. Okay. What does that mean? Well, I think that it's self-explanatory. Speak louder. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think that uh, American marksmanship is a- uh, He's talking about guns.
0: Yeah. A good term for the use of firearms proficiently. So, you you feel like you have a fair proficiency in firearms. I think that they're more effective than jujitsu in a lot of
1: ways. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> taser
1: or firearm? Tasers are awful. They fail a lot. Really? Oh, yeah. They are, they're like, they're good. Ta- taser or pepper spray? Pepper spray. Pepper spray. Now
0: you've been pepper sprayed, right? Yeah,
1: pepper spray is awful. But like, every time I've used my pepper spray,
0: uh, it's worked really well. They require you to pepper spray. Get get pepper sprayed and to not pepper spray yourself. Somebody else does yeah. it, right? Do you have to hold your eyes open when they do it?
1: Uh, you're supposed to try, yeah. but um, <laughs> be... well, they make you wear they make you wear like a safety glasses so that they don't spray it directly in your uh, eyes. Okay, because that's not a it's not an ideal. You're not ideally supposed to spray it directly in somebody's eyes. You're supposed to aim like basically for the brow line so that the, it the drips in so the that eyes. it will run in their eyes um now i mean there are situations where people do get sprayed in the eyes but again most people blink yeah they have um, a blink reaction and it's it's one of those things where pepper spray especially when it's right out of the can is very effective um after it's been sitting there for a second It's not as effective. So, I mean,
0: a lot of officers... So it has like an expiration date? It's like got a freshness thing? I think that it's just not as potent. You're talking about... like, And we're not talking about having opened a can of beans or something. You're talking about aerosolizing it immediately right out of... As it's been sprayed out of the bottle. Yeah, when
1: it hits the target,
0: as soon as it gets sprayed out of the can, it's usually pretty
1: effective. But, like, sometimes after somebody gets sprayed, there's still a fight. Oh. And then officers complain about getting pepper spray on it. oh but it's not as bad every time i've ever sprayed a person i've got pepper spray on me and it's always not been that bad i mean it's not comfortable it burns right but it's not like it i mean the person who got the worst of it was the guy who got sprayed in the face right <laughs> yeah.
0: does your jiu does your jiu-jitsu come in handy on the job yeah, yeah. Can we say anything about your job? Like, uh, do you want to say anything without giving any any details? Like,
1: I've been a patrol officer for my career. Okay, um, so you
0: you works with a police force. Yeah,
1: and I've been in more uh, arrest and fight situations than I could ever count. Really? Yeah.
0: So, uh, and your and, advice is carry a gun.
1: Well, yes, but jujitsu is really more useful. I mean, I've used the jujitsu a lot. Uh, frankly, you know, I'm, would you recommend any other martial arts? Well, secondly, American, American, American marks- marksmanship. marksmanship. <laughs> um, you know, there are a lot of good marks uh, martial arts. The, the issue is though for a regular person, I think that the marksmanship issue, the, the firearm is a bigger deal because a regular citizen will typically have the luxury of retreat.
0: Yeah, the problem is you have to, like, fix the problem.
1: Yeah, the police can't run away.
0: So a firearm works really well as a first line of defense because if you've got your legs and you got your firearm, you can get far enough away that you can be really intimidating.
1: Well, and, and by well, the time you start to try to get away, like, certain things become more apparent to the objective observer. They tried to get away, you know. Uh-huh. If, you know, we see situations where police officers use deadly force in the form of a firearm, where the the average citizen doesn't understand why it was necessary. Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. That's been a big thing the last couple of years.
1: And there are times when it has been unnecessary, but there's also been times
0: where it's been wholly justifiable. Did, did the Minneapolis Police Department refund the police? Wasn't that what started to happen there? I think you've that, been following that. I've been following it somewhat, but I
1: think that they're just kind of done. Like, how, how do you get anyone? How can you recruit someone to come to that agency? So it doesn't matter how much money they have. They need to probably look at their their uh, prosecutors and remove some of the prosecutors who were involved in the process.
0: Um, so that was the George Floyd well thing, right? The, was, it, was there it Minneapolis? was also, no it, where, where was where was the Floyd? Incident? You had George Floyd, but then where you, did that happen? That happened in Minneapolis. Okay, and then they and then they all got uppity and they decided to defund the police.
1: Well, they also charged um, a female officer with. Uh, shooting that guy, do you? Remember oh, that? that's
0: right. And that was
1: clearly inappropriate, but an accident. And so, I mean, if you're... It,
0: she she claims she was reaching for her taser, or she thought yeah, she was there, reaching for there's her there's taser. There's something
1: called a a slip and capture failure. That is what they what her attorneys described it as. But they've mm-hmm. done a lot of research on this, and that is that if you have one reaction that you've trained really well, and then you're suddenly forced into a really stressful situation you're probably going to go to the but best trained reaction Mm -hmm. which was the the problem there now there definitely should have been consequences but i mean they they charged her with murder like they charged her with intentionally killing that guy
0: and what did they They convicted her her of murder of intentionally killing the guy
1: yeah they like that's an issue in my in my viewpoint.
0: Right, there's other things that she could have been charged with like negligent homicide or what? involuntary manslaughter or whatever there's well, a bu- there's a bunch of gradations, right? Yeah. And so I think that in that situation you got a
1: situation where the government just said hang the cops.
0: So she pretty clearly in your and I never really looked into this, but in your opinion, she pretty clearly just made a mistake.
1: Well, yes, especially if you watch the whole video, you see an immediately a heartbreaking emotional reaction from her. Oh, okay. She, uh, she's, she is, uh, the type of officer that has probably received some special treatment from her administration. She, she went a lot of different places, mm-hmm. uh, in the department and she, I don't think that she was, uh, a, had been, you know, a serious patrol officer.
0: She shouldn't have been on,
1: but patrol. at the time she was a training officer in patrol and, oh, okay. she, and um, You know,
0: what's the problem? She has, she was trained with the taser on the other hip or something.
1: So the, the issue would be you've done maybe 10,000 draw strokes and fires with your, your pistol, Uh maybe Mm 20,000 and probably a hundred with your taser Mm -hmm. over her, what, 20 year career.
0: Yeah. But did she just pull it from the wrong side? What, how does that work? I
1: think she said, I need to get my taser out and then drew her gun. Because she didn't remember how to draw her taser under
0: stress. And her brain was like, do what you remember how to do. Okay. Cause she was going to draw something. Yeah. So do you, when you carry a taser, you carry it on the opposite hip or do you carry a taser? I carry a taser, but it's, we can draw. But I mean,
1: I, I think that every time, I, especially since that, that incident, every time I've pulled the taser out, I look at it to make sure it's the
2: taser, <laughs>
0: you know, because yeah. you're thinking about it because it's less than lethal. If it was a if it was like a lethal situation, it would be automatic, right? Like well, a survival instinct. And we've instinct. seen this
1: kind of problem with like there were have been agencies that use now this has mostly been worked out, but there have been agencies in the past that use less lethal shotgun rounds and lethal shotgun rounds and they they have a policy on how to switch the shotgun between those two rounds. Oh right? yeah. And inevitably We have had lethal shotgun rounds fired out of it, out of shotguns in a less. Thinking they were
0: less than lethal. Yeah,
1: in a less lethal situation. And so, like, I think that on the one hand, I mean, I think that we have to do all the things to keep that from happening. But, I mean, I'll tell you what. I think that Taser is probably really happy she got convicted for murder because they don't want anyone thinking about what happens with with this tool that is shaped like a gun feels like a gun, and you make it work just like a gun because it you know what yeah i mean sure sure enough it's lighter it's made out of plastic but most most pistols have a polymer frame mm-hmm. and um
0: you know it uses a trigger
1: you know it
0: would it, it be better it, if it had like a thumb trigger or something uh I think
1: I think one of the things that we may want to consider with is wh- what is our policy heading towards f- for tasers and pretty much it most people want it to be just shy of deadly force and I think that's a problem because you, you, if you have a tool that is
0: almost deadly almost deadly force then and you want to guarantee that it never becomes deadly
1: yeah then we're every time we're drawing the situation or the the taser out we are so close to that other situation that tensions are high and people can't use that tool in a very thoughtful manner.
0: You'd rather use the pepper spray.
1: Well, the, for, for us, pepper spray is a very low level of force. The risk of injury from pepper spray is very low. And so, um, it's a pretty good tool because you can use it, um, in a situation where, you know, you're not necessarily having a fight with the
0: person right now, right?
1: Where you are saying, Hey, I know that we are going to have a fight if this happens, so maybe we can prevent the fight by spraying this person. What do
0: you think about pepper spray or mace as a self-defense type of thing for regular people?
1: I think it's a good idea. It's extremely easy to use. It's very effective. And the risk for injury is a, lo- a lot lower. If you were to use uh, pepper spray inappropriately in a self-defense situation, the the repercussions for a person would be very minor. Minor.
0: So if you're, So if you're yeah. a woman out there... That wants some sort of self defense, right off the bat. Pepper spray, get get some. Yeah, you're talking buy a about, three pack uh, from Costco. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> they were selling you're, you're, three packs <laughs> by the way at one point this year. <laughs> Just in <a> case. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, I think I bought one. <laughs> Maybe two. Why? You never have enough pepper so, spray going into the apocalypse. Yeah, pepper spray again. Like,
1: I think especially if you're considered about considering preparedness. Uh, you know, we, we like to think about all the crazy situations. The fact of the matter is, is even if the situation is dire, you're much more likely to run into a pretty low intensity, uh, confrontation where, you know, if you had pepper spray, maybe you could solve it without even. Cause just, nobody wants to get pepper sprayed. Well, and if you pepper spray somebody, they're going to be okay in a little while. But it's a threat too, right? It's oh, like, hey,
0: yeah. like if some guy's coming on to you, which I'm sure happens to you all the time on your job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you're a lady and some guy's coming on to you, or I guess in today's world, we have to say that goes both ways, and you insinuate that you're going to spray them. Well, I ha- that's a I, common I thing. Ha-
1: have had the mere display of pepper spray work to solve a problem. Yeah. But, I mean, typically... Well, in your situation,
0: it's you're not having people come on to you. It's more no. like you have to fix an issue, but if yeah. a woman wants a guy to get away from him, that's, that might actually deter. Well, I would say though, they consider that if you're seriously concerned
1: for your safety, maybe, maybe you need to think about how you articulate your safety. And it, it could be appropriate that that is the first moment that he realizes that you are defending himself as what or yourself is when he gets pepper sprayed because that might, you know, might if be If somebody's good. that oblivious, is yeah. that what you're saying? I uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I mean, I would say there's it's times when somebody's coming on to somebody when it's probably more appropriate to just use your words. Right.
0: Right. Your command voice.
1: And there there may be a situation Back right off! when you need to get that pepper spray out. You don't want to be
0: him and Han over using it. It's not it. like the movies. You, you take it out, and there's a click. And then you unclick it in, and there's a click. And then you're, I'm going to fire it. Then you take the safety off, and there's another click. Don't you love that? We've talked a lot about gun movies, how they're always making these oh, clicks.
1: Yeah. You know what the worst one is for that? And I yeah. got The movie is pretty good, other than this, is The Bourne Identity. when, uh, when that The first one? Guy, yeah, when the guy comes crashing through the window with that microgalil. And at one Okay, point, it's a
0: micro Galil. Yeah, it's an Israeli okay, maybe, 556. We might mention guns too much, but I'll try to note them and maybe put pictures of them on our blog, okay. on, our, on our website. And at one point, he runs out of ammo,
1: and then he pulls the trigger, and it goes click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not how guns work.
0: <laughs> I got to go back and watch that. So what you're saying is he pulled the trigger. And, it, and they simulated automatic fire, but an automatic fire failure, yeah. <laughs> which doesn't happen. It's no. not a real thing. No. Yeah. Well, cause unless it, you have an, a minigun, which is run by a battery. Yeah. Right? So like
1: in Predator, when the guy runs out of ammo and the minigun keeps turning, that's realistic. Aside from how, the fact that you can't really carry one of those things around.
0: But the minigun, if it runs out of ammo, will just keep spinning. Okay. So, okay. So we're talking about self-defense, which by the way, again, this is another unscripted episode of the mind virus show. We know that you listeners love that. And I do have a guest on, and he is a professional. I'm not faking. This is not the chat bot and me <laughs> doing like voice altering stuff with my alter ego. This is uh, Dave, who is actually a law enforcement professional. How long have you been studying jujitsu? Uh, I started in 2007, but I took a very long break. You also have a degree in uh, criminal justice. I have a degree right? in so criminal the, justice. So not only is this a, a guy that's got 14 years, did you say? Almost, yeah. And a four-year degree, and he studies jiu and he's wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. Weird. And the, the least valuable
1: one of those things was studying— uh, Was the Mickey Mouse shirt. Well, it was—no, it was studying criminal justice in college. Really?
0: Yeah. Why, why do you say that? Just because college is a joke. Okay. <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't so woke back in the day when you went through it. No, but it still wasn't—I mean— you it, t- didn't get, it didn't get you what you wanted,
1: right? Take a, a guy who's got a four-year degree in criminal justice and an officer who's been an officer for one year. Same difference. No, officer for, for one year, way
0: better. Oh, because of the experience. Yeah, the experience is way Plus he's better. one year into his pension. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> now, I think that college could be good. There was value in my college education in w- reality w- without without resorting to the previous hyperbole. But,
0: but uh, what if you were going to go into like a government yeah, you kind of have a government job, but what like a federal government. Like, Are there any situations if you're going to go into law enforcement where the criminal justice degree would well, be helpful? Well, a
1: degree would be helpful, but I think that's part of the problem because they select people who come out of these fat indoctrination factories as their people, right? So the, the baseline uh, candidate for these federal agencies is not based on competency. It's based on do you have a college degree?
0: Right, and right now that's even less and less – at least, it's less and less uh, to more, us, real people out here. It's it, less and less important. It's
1: more of an indication that you might be a hazardous
0: employee, in my opinion, or a woke wokester. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, um, okay. So we're talking about uh, self-defense. You're you're definitely credentialed. Uh, if I understand it right, you have some uh, teaching. Credentials too, right? I'm a firearms instructor. Okay. Um, you, you teach concealed carry classes? I have a,
1: I have a concealed firearms permit instructor certification from my local jurisdiction. Mm. And I have an NRA pistol instructor certification as
0: well. you do any competitive shooting?
1: Uh, I have, but I don't know if you would call what I do competitive compared to some of the people I go oh, to Oh, so you're not, you're not competitive?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah. not, you're not competing at a very high I, level? I will
1: say that there, I mean, <laughs> I don't... I don't feel like I'm like a poor shooter or anything, but there are some really good shooters out there so having gone there's a difference between between going to competitions and being competitive <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you know how to how a gun works uh so what uh for our listeners out there, if somebody's just getting into self defense let's say um well, there's different categories. Let's talk a little bit about self-defense. Do you want to, or do you want to sure. talk about Russia?
2: Well,
1: we can
0: talk about whatever. Talk about Russia. This may go long.
1: I will say that I think that one of the big problems that people have with with self-defense or anything in life is that you generally get out of something what you put into it. So if you are looking for if you are looking for the pepper spray answer, the pepper spray is probably the highest value fifteen dollars that you can spend in your life. You know, or, or return on investment is yeah, what you're talking or, about. Or for for self defense. Yeah, okay. But that okay. being said, like that is that is about the extent of that thing's capability. I mean, if you don't understand how to use, when to use pepper spray appropriately, you're not in a good situation. Um but it's that's a really high-value purchase.
0: Do you, think, but, do you think bear spray would work on humans? Uh, it does work on humans. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> um,
0: and you know this because?
1: I've met the victims of a bear spray attack.
0: Okay. Yeah. It, you know, bear spray is typically... Is it a little
1: stronger than regular It's about spray? the same. Okay. It's just
0: made to go into a bigger area. It's yeah. like a fogger.
1: So, so another thing that you'll typically notice... Typically, the human pepper spray is higher potency than bear spray. Really? Yeah,
0: but it's just not as much.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you don't carry around uh, your like human a little pepper fire spray. extinguisher. Yeah, a little, a little fire extinguisher. Yeah.
0: Okay, so so we're talking about self defense priorities. I'm gonna, I'm even going to note these on the website here. So pepper spray pepper spray is the biggest bang for the buck. Do you want me to stuff something under there so it stops? Oh, I don't know what's making that noise. Something's making that noise. It's like the chicken heart. Remember the chicken heart from Bill Cosby? Yeah. We've mentioned him on the on the podcast before. We have a we have a gremlin or a ghost or somebody that's. Uh, I think it's the door. I think it's just somebody upstairs keeps going in and out of the doors. Okay. Doesn't matter here. I don't think the listeners can really hear yeah. it.
2: I think that you're right.
0: I might cut that out. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. We do a lot of extra not editing. So try to not edit. I think p- with self
1: defense, it is like anything. If you want to be a fantastic artist, you're not going to become a fantastic artist by buying some crayons once and some <laughs> art paper and leaving them in the sh- in the drawer. Right? Buying
0: crayons or putting them in your pocket.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: you cr- have crayons in your pocket. I'll paraphrase uh, Colonel Cooper. And who's Colonel Cooper? Uh, so C- Cooper was one of the pioneers of the modern handgun technique. Uh, what's his first name
0: jeff cooper how do you spell colonel just kidding go ahead so (laughs) is this a trick (laughs) (laughs) no one can what's the hardest rank in the military (laughs) nobody can spell the word colonel
1: (laughs) so i i'll paraphrase him he said buying a gun doesn't make you armed any more than buying a guitar makes you a musician Say it again, buying a gun D- doesn 't make you armed any more than buying a guitar makes you a musician that 's interesting because I own both, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it doesn 't make you any more armed is that
1: what you I yeah. think that that 's what he i, that I can 't remember exactly how he said it, but I think that okay. was the gist of what he said and no that that makes some sense and I think that that 's a r- a real you know concern. I run into people uh in you know in my role as law enforcement that are they have something as bad has happened to them. And some of these people are like emotionally and mentally destroyed by being the victim of a crime. Mm-hmm. And it is because being the victim of a crime makes you angry. Okay. But when you have been taught that all of these people worried about being victims of, the crime or of a crime are being silly. When you have been indoctrinated that, that conceal carry is wrong. When you're, you have been indoctrinated that... Thinking about uh, criminals as as being bad guys is wrong. Then you become very much you you are ripe for that emotional destruction.
0: Okay, so we have a weird situation here because in our society they seem to it seems to, that the wokesters out there want to award victim like behavior, but it's always being the victim of some sort of a non crime styled as a hate crime or some sort of a trigger like, oh, he hurt my feelings, and then you're victimized. Or, yeah, or she, like... hurt my, she hurt my... People are getting hurt all the time for some social justice reason, which is not a reason. They get misgendered, and, the,
1: and then the And person then they're who, victimized. Yeah, the person who victimized them is an oppressor, and then yeah. somebody gets their uh, head split open by a, a crowbar, and they're like, well, it's okay because... We're not going to worry about that. They're an oppressor, you know. Because that person was white. Yeah, exactly. The the victim was white. That that becomes an issue, right? Because that's that's an inversion of reality, right? And so when someone becomes the victim of a crime and they're like, I did everything right. I voted for all the right people and I still am the victim of the crime. Then they are kind of – they are in a position where the cognitive dissonance is – deafeningly loud and it's a bad emotional time for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that, you know, it's hard to talk to somebody cause you you're telling them, well, you're going to, I have a speech that I give people and it's not like a, it's not the same every time, but a lot of times it's like, well, you have to, if you want to be safe, you have to make decisions about how to be safe and you have to make choices for yourself And a lot of times um, I think that there's this feeling that I don't like guns, so if everyone didn't have a gun, I'd be safe, right? Because I don't care if people don't have guns, right?
0: Because nobody would ever invent any other weapons. (laughs) Well, or... (laughs) Did you read about the machete attack in Times Square over the holiday? No. (laughs) Okay, there was a guy that attacked three cops with a machete. Incredibly dangerous. Skulls cracked. Yeah he was shot in the shoulder or something
1: yeah uh, knives are incredibly dangerous
0: he was on the fbi watch list oh of course
1: <laughs> you know i think that i think that when you look at the problem like if only we could just you know if 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 these people really could take away all the weapons from everyone then somebody would just strangle him to death cuz i mean you know the bad guys will still be bad if we take weapons away even even if you could
0: Right. The idea is that there's two extremes here. One is that if if everybody lived in a padded room and the government kept them perfectly safe, then they would be safe. And on the other end, there's the idea that we need freedom. And the fact that people have freedom means that and the fact that the world is the way it is means that there will be some crime. Then you better take steps to protect yourself and you need to be able to protect yourself to the maximum possible level. That you can that's appropriate
1: well and one of the things that we run into is this idea that somehow the gun control laws work because they don't. I will say that almost every time I've seen a gun used in an illegal manner, it has been a gun that was illegally possessed by a so you felon.
0: Said a gun used in in an illegal
1: manner. In an, e- in an illegal manner. Very rarely. I mean, and I have... It's always been an illegal I gun. have seen it happen where, save for the crime, the gun was legally possessed. But that's extremely rare.
0: Okay. So, yeah. It's so, it's not, usually a stolen gun or It's a, usually
1: a stolen gun. It's usually a, you know, a lot of times it's a gun that has, you know, that the the person who's using it is a drug dealer or a gang member or one of those previously restricted classes, you know, mm-hmm. felons, and you know, it demonstrates. And and those always get pled away. By the way, it's not like they they they're like they get pled away. So yeah, the first the first thing on the bar- bargaining chip for for the attorneys making a plea deal with these criminals is hey, we'll make the gun charge go away, right? and
0: that helps them because it's a lesser charge.
1: Well, I mean it's it's one of those things where they I mean it, they use it to get to get a conviction, a plea bargain, right? Right. And you know, um it's available to to throw away for these prosecutors. Because it is the only that because there are multiple charges, right because
0: they tack the gun thing onto pretty they, much everything
1: yeah so the the problem that I think where where a lot of people rightly have a concern is that for most people who own guns, the fear is that they would violate one of these laws and that would be the only thing that would they would be charged with is the gun crime mm-hmm. and they're not dropping the only thing that they have to charge you with, right right. So it's almost the situation where it is more heavily targeted to your regular,
0: to law-abiding citizens. let's frankly, gun control control is is... is to go after regular people, law-abiding people. That's it. Anybody that wants to take your guns is willing to kill you. They don't care if you live or die. End of story. That's it. Fair point. So self-defense priorities. Where do you rank like um, martial arts, like physical martial arts? Well, I would say it matters different for different
1: people. If you're a 65 year old woman, I don't see you going to jujitsu.
2: Okay.
0: Right. So let's say you're young and healthy.
1: Well, you know what? I mean, jujitsu is a great thing, it keeps you healthy. Did <laughs> you do that instead of buying pepper spray? Uh, no. I mean, you buy I, the pepper spray pepper first. Pepper spray is too easy. It's just too easy. Yeah. Like, pepper spray is like picking up a uh, hamburger at McDonald's.
0: Does it come in front of concealed carry? Uh, Jiu jitsu?
1: I think that, no, but jujitsu is really important.
0: So number two is firearms.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. For for me, it's like number one. But But I think that it's it's too easy to get uh, pepper spray not to just get it.
0: Yeah, so... So my list is number one, pepper spray, number two, or rather number one, firearms, number three, martial arts, jujitsu recommended.
1: You know, um, there is a quite famous podcaster, Jocko Willink, who does a great- Okay, say his name again. Jocko Willink, he was a Navy SEAL. Spell it. J-O-C-K-O. Jocko. Willink is W-I-L-L-I-N-K, I think. Willink.
0: Okay, just like it sounds.
1: And All right. he does a great description. I mean, his he does a great um, speech about it, and he he just says, "Hey, look, if we're being serious about self defense, get a gun, go to the range, train." But then he says, "If you are going to train a martial art," and then he gives a list of martial arts that he cool. And his 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 biggest one is jiu-jitsu. He's a jujitsu guy, but it doesn't mean that other martial arts won't benefit you.
0: Why is jujitsu so? M- Common amongst the real, like the hardcore Street Fighter types. It's kind of funny. It's not the sole uh, focus of MMA, but it seems to be like the MMA guys have some serious background in Jiu Jitsu.
1: Nobody is going into professional MMA with zero Jiu Jitsu. Everyone is going in with. Serious jujitsu training, but then with the way the rules are set up right now and the bonuses they get for knockouts, striking is then they are deal. throwing hands, right? Yeah. So it's like, hey, look, you can't go in there and not have good jujitsu because somebody is going to win by by taking you down and winning the fight on the ground if you don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 kind of funny. It's like. Let's go get black belts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu so that we can try to knock each other out. <laughs> but do you watch much MMA? I haven't in a in a while. I occasionally watch it, but what I will say is that it is right now it is heavily tailored towards striking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, a lot of the rules are set up to that. A lot of the bonuses are set up to that uh, to to encourage that. But it's not like striking isn't good. I mean, you don't want to get knocked out.
0: You don't want to get hit either. But
1: but it is a lot harder to knock somebody out with a non uh, shod fist than it is with, with a, you know, with a, with just a bare fist. Yeah. With a bare fist, it's a lot harder to knock somebody out than with a fist that you've got wrapped and taped and has a MMA glove on it, you know, or has brass knuckles or something. Oh yeah. Well, I think, yeah. that's a given yeah. But like, that's the thing is that when MMA started, jujitsu was more prevalent because there weren't as many rules. Now, I think that's a lot of people like the new rules. Well, the
0: rules previously were like. The point of no rules was. <laughs> well, the point of MMA was no rules.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they had like no eye gouging, no fish hooking. And those were very minimalist rules. And you didn't see a lot of knockouts. In fact, I don't think you saw a knockout until several UFCs in. And part of that reason was. It's hard to knock somebody out with a bare fist because you can't if you don't have your fist supported then you risk injury to your hand in that knockout mm-hmm. or or just not being able to get the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not to say that it can't be done, but um you know, I mean, I've I've seen it happen, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where you're playing percentages. Jujitsu is good because you can train it and you can it's, you know, if you're going to train jujitsu, you can train it pretty much at a f- high intensity. It's hard to train like Krav Maga f- at full power because you can't poke your friends in the eye and rip their nuts off.
0: Right. You can't like, uh, <laughs> take, you can't just take everything in the room and destroy it every time you train yeah. Krav yeah. Maga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. They wreck the room again. Get some, new, get some new props. Get a new television. Ah, he broke it yeah. over Charlie's head.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, so like, yeah, like jujitsu is easy to train. That's why it's a big benefit.
0: I guess in the Bond, not Bond, the born Krav Maga, he just used things like ballpoint pens and textbooks. Yeah. Well, and,
1: you know, there there is a point to that, but I mean, I think that... No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I... Talking about the ballpoint pen. <laughs> I, I think ideally you don't want to be collecting your weapons at the same time that you're trying, defending yourself.
0: Trying to defend yourself, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I,
0: do you like the do you like the fighting in the Bourne movies? Is that uh, but aside from the automatic machine gun clicks? I think that the fighting's pretty good.
1: Uh, I mean, it is Hollywood. I one of the a couple of the films that I think have really good fighting in it. Uh I thought that Casino Royale uh yeah, James Bond. That fight scene in the in stairway, the yeah. Feels I mean, I there are Hollywood things about that fight too, but it feels like a real fight. You've, yeah.
0: You, you know fighting's ugly well, if you're gonna if you're gonna get into a physical hand-to-hand altercation with people, I think I've heard you say before that you want to train in martial arts because even if you're a tough guy, things could go bad really quickly. I think you had a, a story about one of your uh, what we call him a friend or a uh, an acquaintance on the force that uh, stepped off of a curb, broke an ankle in the face of a determined aggressor and it got pretty bad quick.
1: Yeah. Um, and that kind of stuff happens. Uh, I think, you know, that's, that's the type of thing where frankly, even if you're a good trained dude, that can happen to you. You can get caught by circumstances. You can be one second behind the curve.
0: Yeah. I think the problem with Hollywood is it makes people think that these situations are going to have time. You're going to have time to think in these situations and my understanding of what happens in reality, so like the born fights, those are long and drawn out. Mm-hmm. And my understanding of reality in a, in a self-defense situation is there's going to be a determined aggressor, and then there's going to be a defender. And one of the two is going to get the upper hand pretty quick, and then it's over once they get the upper hand. Because you don't sit there and point the gun. You shoot them dead. Yeah. Or you kick their head off the curb, and they're out of the game. Or the, the guy steps off the curb, he breaks his foot, it's all over. He's. It can go
1: south it really fast. It goes south fast. really fast. And one of the things that I think is, like, you know what? Sure enough, if you ran into two guys on the street who were really, really close to the same skill level,
0: might take you, a while. you
1: might have a drawn-out fight. But you'd also have to, I mean, one of the reasons why situations do uh, devolve really quickly is cuz somebody's going to take a big risk. Right? And That risk is either going to pay off
0: or they're going to get caught for doing it, right? Yeah, or they're going to find an, a weapon of opportunity pretty quick, yeah. right? Like yeah. like all of a sudden this guy's got a broken bottle or a or a non-broken bottle or a a pipe or a T-post or something. I don't know well, what you what do you find in the west, on the west side of uh wherever. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I think is um
1: kind of worth noting is that like, when the police are dealing with these scenarios, a lot of times it feels long because, you know what, the police generally, and I think in, we, can, we can apply this to a high 99 percentage of situations, are not trying to murder the person. Right. So you have to take your time. So when somebody is trying, like, it is, it is a lot harder to control somebody without hurting them than it is to just go hurt them.
0: Right, and the police introduce a different dynamic in that a criminal knows that they can try and get away with it for a while. I can't remember where
1: it was, but there was a guy who spit on a firefighter recently. Really? And the firefighter punched him in the face several times. Yeah. And people were upset with the firefighter, and he's like, that's what you get, buddy.
2: This is public (laughs) education.
1: You know, and— And you know what? I mean, stupid games. I think, stupid that, prizes. I think that if the, a police officer had done that, we'd be like, oh my gosh, this police officer should have known better than to punch him in the face three times after he got spit on. And I can say, yeah, but at the same time, do we allow people to have emotions, right? We almost allow the regular citizen more leeway to defend themselves than a police officer. We expect the police officer to take
0: bigger, bigger risks. Well, it seems like for a regular person, it. It might escalate pretty quickly to I was afraid for my life or my limb or the life or limb of somebody else. And I think that that, that, we but, but, c- but you follow the same. Yeah, the police officers should have the same
1: ability within reason. I think there are times when we should say, you should have known better. Yeah. You'd been trained better than that.
0: But a lot, a lot of the um, national and woke media move uh, propaganda going against police officers has been to you know to try to make it more hollywood like oh you you should have tried to deescalate when your your right to defend your life is the same as the next guys
1: yeah well it's 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 like why didn't they tase that guy
0: right cuz he had a gun yeah what do they what do they teach you about knives like isn't it something like 21 feet or something well that so that's that's actually been kind of a point of much
1: debate recently there was a an agency that did some research
0: on this the the question is how close does someone with a knife have, have to be before you can pull your gun and shoot them yeah. and this goes for cops and regular people well, always I, consult an attorney listeners of the podcast and so that that becomes kind of the point of
1: concern because uh, a lot of people have said, well, you always have to deal with the totality of circumstances, which is true. So let's just take the training for what it is. Okay. Because it doesn't draw a conclusion on whether it's appropriate to shoot somebody or not. It just points out these facts. Right. It doesn't
0: have to do with how many feet, but there is sort of a – it's an interesting thought experiment because the question is how quickly can someone with a knife get to you?
1: So the the point was that if a, if a person had a knife, they could dr- – run at you, draw it, and stab you before you could unholster your firearm and return two shots within 21 feet reliably. And so that was means that the person with the knife was 21 feet away from the person with the gun. They were able to get it out and stab, and stab somebody. Stim, simulatedly stab this person before they could return
0: fire. But they wanted two shots. They wanted two shots. But uh, that's But that's pretty quick. <laughs> Once you've got the gun up... That's yeah. click click. Yeah. It's so, not like Yeah, I mean if
1: you if if you're able I think I think Well they, unless
0: we're using like muzzle loaders yeah. that they want us to use, right?
1: I think with the with a the trained officers that they were doing the study with, they could only reliably get them to get two shots off at twenty seven feet. And that were the those were the officers that they felt were the best trained.
0: Really? So the point is that things can go bad fast.
1: Well, and, and so you should consider stuff like that. I know, I know that the 21-foot rule has probably been made too much of by, uh, you know, gun store commandos, you know,
0: mm-hmm. just just saying, hey. What's a gun store commando in your opinion? <laughs> just, uh, you know, kind of. People that hang out at the gun store and give advice. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or the guy behind the counter. Sometimes you get a good guy behind the counter. Sometimes you got a a weird yeah. guy. Indeed. Well, 20, 21 feet is uh, not very much. I'm pretty sure that the top of a key in basketball is 20 feet.
1: One, I, one of the things that I think that we, we need to give credit for is just how dangerous a knife is, right? And now there are some people who are going to be like, a knife's more dangerous than a gun. Well, there are advantages to a knife to a gun, over of a knife over a gun. Knives don't run out of ammunition. But if you're going to ask me what's better, I think gun is better.
0: But I think well, there's the old adage: never bring, never bring a gun to a knife fight, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) Never bring a knife to a gunfight. I know,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but I will say that, like, there therein lies the issue. You can't, like, are we are we gonna tell a guy with a bazooka that he can't shoot a guy with a pistol because he only had a pistol? Right. If you if you have a bazooka and you're in a fight with a guy with a, you a may pistol, not, you may not use the bazooka. <laughs> like no, no, no. no. You you it's a disparity of force. You can't shoot the dude with the pistol. Like a knife is a deadly weapon. If if right. somebody's got a pistol, somebody's got a knife, and the guy that's got the knife is trying to, you know, harm the person, then we're gonna start talking about what are the the physical environment. If the guy that has the knife is behind a three inch plus plexiglass window in a in a cell, and he's trying to kill the guy with the pistol. Well, the guy with the pistol doesn't have a whole bunch to worry about, right? Because he's, right. he's not getting through that. But if he's seventeen feet away, then and he's trying to kill you, do you have to wait until he's, you know, seven feet away?
0: <laughs> do you have to wait until he's until the knife's at your skin? Yeah. Think about that. Seven feet. That's roughly two walking steps for for a uh, like if you were to pace yourself trying to walk off yardage somewhere in a park or something like that. Uh, seven feet, a, a tall person would have a, a fairly natural gait of about three feet. That's why we call it the yard, right? Because mm-hmm. that's pretty common for people to have a three foot walking gait. So so seven feet is like two steps if you're walking. What if you're like moving quick? I mean, that's, oh, like, yeah. a, that's like a step and a half. If you're, well, they can if you're cover fast. these distances very quickly. Yeah. People don't think about this stuff. I think it's I think it's interesting discussion because people don't think about this stuff, and of course, on the Mind Virus show, that's what we think about <laughs> is stuff. <laughs> no, that's good. That's, I think this is good information. So uh, before we move on to some other topics, we've been going almost an hour. By the way, oh sweet. Um, I know we've got to get through a little bit more, and then we can call it a day. We're good. So it's, it's a work day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is work. No, we really enjoy. I really enjoy, and I know Bobby enjoys it. He, he enjoys podcasting, so it's a labor of love, friends.
1: We're good to go for however
0: <laughs> So, uh, what would you recommend then to somebody? Pepper spray is pretty easy, right? Yeah, pepper pick up spray. Th- pick up the three pack at Walmart for for or the Costco
1: for the zero effort person. Get your pepper spray, and then read the your your state law on defending yourself three weeks in a row, <laughs> you know, like know that thing <laughs> Just, back, back and yeah. forth. Uh, Cause that's, what's going to keep you safe is knowing, you know, to do when you can defend yourself. Right. Right. But you know, I mean, I think if you're serious about preparedness,
0: well, p- first of all, all, all pepper spray should come with, generally it's going to come with some sort of a uh, lock mechanism. This is how they manufacture pretty much all of it. There's nothing to it. You flip the lock and you spray it. Yeah. It's not, there's not a lot of, of um maybe burning two curve. so that you can see how it performs in action yeah i was gonna say that yeah you, you, so you could practice you could yeah. pull it out but it's you put it in the person's face and and make uh, a z pattern
1: every time i've ever used my pepper spray i've used enough of it that i wanted a new pepper spray so
0: you're a liberal pepper sprayer <laughs> well i mean <laughs> a generous pepper sprayer. yes
1: i mean yeah
0: gotcha Okay, so let's talk guns then. Okay, what, uh, that's where we're, where we were headed, right? Yeah. Okay, so what do you recommend people do there?
1: Well, I mean, I think that I think that if you're a, a good, honest citizen, you should consider getting a semi-automatic rifle.
0: Okay, so that's the first thing you buy. I think in this day and age, I think it is. So, I mean, I totally agree with you, but why—because we're talking about self-defense, but why would we say buy a semi-automatic rifle? And, of course, the the most obvious semi-automatic rifle to purchase, the most ubiquitous, is the AR-15. Yeah, it is. Get one. I think the— Figure the, out how to use it. The go issue it at the is range. that most people don't come into the
1: situation thinking, I'm going to get three guns. A lot of times they think, I'm going to get one gun. And if you have to have one gun, then it's a semi-automatic pistol.
0: Okay.
1: Because—
0: because you, you have it for self-defense, like carry on your person yeah, you, any time. You can carry it, right?
1: Now, uh, I will say that if you're going to buy one gun and it's going to be concealed carry gun, you're going to buy this one of these super little teeny guns, then you're going to have a super crappy little gun. <laughs> <laughs> because guns, bigger guns, are easier to shoot. And they're easier to shoot
0: well. Or oh, they're more pleasant to shoot. Yeah. So uh, we won't get into the caliber argument here, but I'm guessing you'd be, say somebody would be perfectly happy with a 9mm. Yes. 45, 40, 357 Sig, 357 Magnum, 38 Special, all good. Everything's good. It's all good. I think those are all acceptable calibers. 9mm, though, is perfectly fine and it will work really pretty well against a determined aggressor, especially if you have high-quality uh personal protection or self defense ammo I think, H- hollow points I think where we really get
1: into the concern is basically the argument between like 380 and and 22 tw- magnum 22 22 magnum I, Better I, than nothing oh yeah if if that's what you're going to use it's a lot better than nothing but you should consider things like 22 rimfire is not nearly as reliable for ignition as center fire ammunition if you're a 22 guy I bet you can count uh, and you kept track of all the times you'd gotten a dud round, I bet you'd, you know, you probably shot a lot of duds.
0: If I had a nickel for every dud round, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I know, could buy half a dud round. Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. I mean, like, I, I, I can tell you that I've had a few centerfire
0: cartridges that were bad, but I've had a lot more rimfire cartridges that were bad. Right. Yeah. But besides that, they're not... What, what they talk about when they talk about... Uh, the effectiveness of ammunition is stopping power right so why would a 223 remington or a it's also known as nato 556 there's some minor differences between those cartridges but they're the same size bullet which is a 22 caliber bullet yeah. but it's also bigger and heavier lengthwise than a 22 rimfire or a 22 long rifle yeah. what what's the point there what's the difference Talk well, So like a 22 rimfire
1: is going about 1100 feet a second and it's a soft lead bullet with maybe if you're luck or lucky a copper wash on it. Sure. But soft lead. <laughs> your, your five, five, six round is a jacketed round that, that has a thicker copper jacket and it's going three times as fast.
0: And it's got significant amount of power behind
1: it. It has twice as heavy. The bullets, you know, your, your bullet for a, 22 rim fire might be anywhere from 30 grains to 40 grains. And your 5.56 is going to be between 55 and maybe 50 on the very light end and 70 grains.
0: So, grains are just the, the way weight the of the bullet. Bullets are measured in weight.
1: And so, you're talking about, you know, maybe
0: 200 foot pounds of energy compared to 1,000. Okay, so what we're talking about—correct me if I'm wrong here—is when we talk about stopping power or effectiveness of ammunition, is the idea it, it, of how much it. kinetic energy can be transferred into the target. Yeah, and stopping is right? power is kind of
1: means different things to mean to, to different people. I bet you that 22 long rifle is even less than I'm giving credit for. I bet you it's more like hundred pounds of energy.
0: But the okay, so maybe stopping power is the wrong thing. But when I when I talk about stopping power, I'm talking about the ability to stop a determined aggressor quicker. Yeah. Well, and call it terminal ballistics. Okay, that's probably a more scientific way to put yeah. it. Uh 556
1: is a much better cartridge for for stopping a determined aggressor. I mean, 9 mm is a good cartridge for that, but if you look at the statistics that are kept on the ma- on the matter, handguns are, you know, really just not very effective at all at stopping a determined aggressor. A lot of the statistics show that there are multiple shots taken before the, shot, the stop occurs. Now, it doesn't mean that it's a bad choice. It's probably the best choice that you have. But rifles are significantly
0: better. Orders of magnitude better. So the adage says, and I'm not joking this time, <laughs> never bring a knife to a gunfight. But the same thing sort of applies in never bring a pistol to a rifle fight. You have a pistol to fight
1: your way to your rifle. That you never should have left in the first place.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now there's a really specific reason here that I'm getting at. And I think you agree. Cause we've talked about this before. <clears throat> the reason you own a rifle is not because you're going to carry it to Walmart or wherever it is, the restaurant, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Why is it that we own rifles? Well, rifles are serious weapons. And so we, we, we have a rifles to defend our communities, what that means, means like... I mean, I think of a handgun. That's something that I use to defend myself. I think of a shotgun. That's something I use to defend my home. And a rifle is to use to defend my community. But right now, I have the police to defend my community, right? So that happens until it fails, until, until uh, the situation changes, until the status quo is no longer... Tenable. In, yeah, in, in my favor. One of the things that I think that a lot of people really get used to is how well society writes itself. And we have seen situations over the past couple of years where we have been exposed to situations that were much more concerning than in years past. And, and a lot more guns were sold at that time. <laughs> well, and and you've got to think about this in that guns in the hands of civilians, uh, the, the best thing that we can do if we want to to have to stop fighting this gun control fight is for people to keep buying guns because the more that are out there the more yeah. the more that are out there the less the, i mean the we can vote with our wallets right
2: mm-hmm.
1: um the more guns that are out there the 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 message gets sent harder and harder every time right and so do we defend our communities just by
0: even purchasing a rifle i think that we do so when we say defend our communities I think what I'm getting at is, what are we specifically trying to defend against? Well, there's all sorts of things, but I think you're talking about tyranny. Tyranny, (laughs) exactly. The reason for the Second Amendment uh, was that every man and his sons and their guns would be there to keep uh, a buffer between the people and the government, to keep the government... Worried about the people, to keep the government from <laughs> so, overreaching more than they possibly could.
1: I was listening to Masad Ayub just a few hours before we started this podcast. And okay,
0: so now I'm going to write him down. Masad Ayub, tell us, how do you spell Ayub?
1: A-Y-O-O-B. Okay, I would never have guessed that.
0: Tell us about him. So
1: he was—he's a—he's a multiple gunfight survivor. He was a police officer. Now he's a use of force instructor. He's
0: an American? Yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's he's not a, a member of the Mossad. <laughs>
1: he was uh, the child of Syrian immigrants. Oh, okay. So, he—he um, he was talking about this, and he said, he said when the founders wrote the Second Amendment, the American Revolution, the gunfire from the American Revolution was still ringing in their ears. Right.
0: And he's. And, and he, let us not forget that Lexington and Concord were over the sole issue that the British were going to come take the Americans cannons. Yes. They were going to take their cannons. It was over gun control, over big guns. So and he he pointed out the idea that the that the
1: second amendment was to preserve arms for the National Guard is silly. And he would probably argue disingenuous, because if there were a National Guard at, this, at the time of the American Revolution... It would
0: have been every man and his sons and well, their
1: guns. Or it would have been Tories who had been on the side of the British, right? Oh, lo- lo- okay. Right? Loyalists. Loyalists. I never thought of that. That's a good point. Well, because the militia... Was not the National Guard in the way that we have it. The militia was. You're locally right. You're right. right controlled.
0: now, yeah, the locally funded and controlled. Right now, the National Guard is pretty much beholden to the federal. Your government. Your
1: closest thing to a militia these days is the police.
0: It's probably true. Locally funded Especially and controlled, like your local sheriff's office, because yeah. it's even even more so the sheriff than the police, right? Because yeah. the sh- well, the police chief, though, if you if you're in a good jurisdiction, he should be. Well, the the
1: the sheriff has more enumerated
0: authority than the police chief, right? But your police chief should be appointed at least by your council that is locally elected. Yes, unless some of these jurisdictions have started doing strange things to make the police less accountable. But but at least in um, Western states, yeah, you know that's that's going to be common. So anyway, <laughs> well anyway, yeah. So so you want the rifle. Because you might need it, well, and if you if if there's a without rule of law situation, or tyranny, or um, any good reason to have a gun out in the open, you want that rifle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's it's the difference
1: between being able to control your destiny and not. Did you ever watch uh, Hotel Rwanda? Mm-mm. Is that a good show? Oh yeah, it's great. But. This guy, Paul Rossessa Begina, is a hotel manager during... Spell spell bagina <laughs> I'm not spelling. <laughs> Go ahead, that. I just made it. it's a spelling <laughs> today's the spelling test on the Mind Virus show. He was a hotel manager okay. during the Rwandan genocide. Okay. And he, the guy does an admirable job, but he was at the mercy of these armed people, right? And certainly the local gangs, I don't think that he, yeah, the, 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 warring factions, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't think that he, you know, would have, it wasn't like if you gave Paul a rifle, it would have changed his situation much. But had, had Paul been thinking about for years, what if, what if these two tribes fight and then one of them tries to wipe the other one out? He's like I'm married like I'm I'm in a mixed tribe family. What's mm-hmm. going to happen? Right. You know, if he had thought about it like that, you know, he probably w- could have planned for a situation and and gotten out of there.
0: But at, at the same time, I The was, rifle would have facilitated his escape. It would have uh, allowed him to uh, at least exert force at an appropriate time of his choosing, possibly. Yeah, I will say that that movie demonstrates
1: huge courage on his part, though. He does an amazing job.
0: So, uh, if you're gonna, so if you're gonna get a rifle, the AR-15 is a great option. It's ergonomically. It's easy Easy. to shoot. It's easy for people that are small of stature
1: to operate well. Low recoil. Very common. Parts parts availability, parts interchangeability. One of the things that you see with these gun control measures is that they're all targeted at
0: making guns as hard to use as possible. And they're also targeted at the most common easy-to-use guns, which is why they want to go after the AR-15s. An AR-15 is a semi-automatic version of the... M-16. M-16, the stoner design.
1: Well, actually, I mean, it would be more accurate to say that the M-16 is a full automatic version of the AR-15 because the AR-15 came into existence as a civilian rifle from the ground up. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, sure enough, they wanted, they were thinking about military contracts when they made that rifle, but the first AR-15s were in the hands of civilians. It made it onto gun store shelves- Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like it, it wasn't a hugely popular firearm, but well, like, it has
0: become hugely popular because it's easy to use and it's it's low recoil and it's just a very manageable weapon. When you think about
1: weapons, firearms particularly, you can give them kind of you can understand what they are designed to do based on their features, right? So if you look at something like a pistol, Mm -hmm. From a design standpoint, a pistol is entirely defensive. It has little offensive value. Now, I'm sure that there are people out there who are like, handguns are offensive to me. Mm -hmm. Well, certainly we can know that handguns are used in a lot of crimes. They are used in more crimes than rifles. But from a standpoint of whether it is valuable for defense or offense— Pistol is weighted towards defense. Right. Now, a if we want to th- think about offense, we are talking bolt-action rifles, hunting rifles. Those things are offensive in nature, right? Because you know what you do with a hunting rifle is you quietly sneak into the woods and you shoot Bambi while he's not looking.
0: <laughs> Which uh, Bobby Flood has done
1: repeatedly this year. But, I, I mean, really, though, like, that's what it's for. It's for killing an animal in one shot by means of stealth. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, go hunt to your heart's content. Bolt-action rifles are cool. But handguns are about defense more than, than bolt-action rifles are. And that's why, you
0: that's know. That's why the bad guys want you to have to fall back to bolt-action rifles for defense. They're not worried defense. about you being offensive. They're worried about you defending yourself, Right.
1: Right. So, when we start looking at other weapons, I mean, okay, so in the mid-80s, there became this military concept called the PDW, the personal defense weapon. Okay. Which is basically cool submachine guns. Okay. <laughs> and, very, very cool <laughs> submachine guns.
0: Movie guns. Yeah. Uh, you're like m- back, m- mini,
1: mini-galil, is that what you called it? Yeah, that's kind of a PDW. That MP5K, was... uh, P90, MP7, they're all in that PDW classification. Okay. Now, you know, when we talk about the the name game and how we talk about assault weapons, right, not only is assault weapons a made-up word, it's a lie. Okay. Because we'd classify these weapons, personal defense weapons, that's actually a good term for them. Because we're talking about guns that don't have a lot of range, but they're super easy to carry around with you.
0: And they're s- small. These are the types of things that uh, security teams will use for VIPs. Executive protection. Like, like yeah. the, the president. Yeah. Oh, He's got 10 guys with PDWs all over the place.
1: Yeah, exactly. PDW is the name of the game for those guys. Now, they do have they do have counter offense. They have counter snipers. They have guys with... Yeah, but those aren't the guys right there no, by the, the president. No, the guys by the president. The guys watching the president's back have PDWs. Have, what do they have, MP5Ks? I think they're running P90s right now.
0: Wouldn't, wouldn't they rather have
1: MP5Ks? Who wouldn't rather have okay. MP5Ks? <laughs> no, the P90 is actually a pretty slick gun.
0: Yeah, but wouldn't we rather... <laughs> I think... <that> the... <laughs> this is like okay. an, an infinite loop. This is the chat bot talking to itself right here. You're going to get me off on MP5s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, the point is that you're, you're kind of talking us through why uh, different weapons exist and what they're good for. And the reason that you want a rifle, like a semi-automatic rifle, first of all, if you could have a select fire rifle now, what's a select fire rifle? So a select fire rifle, like an M16, that's an actual, that is
1: actually the assault rifle, right? In military terminology, a select fire rifle, that means it can fire semi-automatic or by selecting it, full auto. Or three round bursts. Or three round bursts. Depending on which type you have. And if it fires an intermediate cartridge, that means a cartridge less powerful than a full power rifle cartridge, but less but more or sc- excuse me, but more powerful than a pistol cartridge.
0: So a full power rifle cartridge would be like a .30-06 or a three oh eight Winchester, eight millimeter like that. Mauser. Yeah, all okay. those big cartridges, okay. right? We're getting really technical, guys. I know this is a little different than our normal fare on the Mind Virus Show, but the details matter. So the
1: select fire rifle, the assault rifle. Okay, okay. we'll call it the—that's its name. But this isn't the assault. This isn't like street assault. Okay, so this is like take that hill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Assault>. <laughs> so I was reading my 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 kid was sick last week, and I get a book about helicopters out, and I said, "What do you want to read? Which helicopters do you want to read about?" and i read him the lists of helicopters in the table of contacts which is like industrial helicopters civil helicopters and then it has two military categories it has assault helicopters and anti-tank helicopters oh okay so if we think about the us us helicopters which one's the assault helicopter? Well, if we use the same terminology that they use for guns, then the Apache's the assault helicopter. Right. right? But no, the Apache is not. The Apache's the anti-armor helicopter. That's true. The assault helicopter is the Blackhawk. And why is it that?
0: You because you take troops to Yeah, land they them. take
1: troops and they have them fast rope out of the helicopter.
0: That's called air assault. Okay. Right? I never thought of that. So assault is all about taking taking territory or taking Taking land. territory. So as, if we have an, to take as an infantry unit,
1: if we have to take a building or a beach, we want the compact intermediate cartridge selective fire rifle,
0: right? Right.
1: Now your Since sem- it's
0: just so versatile. Now
1: when we look at either the semi-automatic <clears throat> rifle or the assault rifle, the AR15 or the the steroided out military version of this gun, those guns are very much equally weighted defense and offense, okay?
0: They, hence, it's your first choice.
1: The, hence, it's your first choice. Because we we look at... Somebody will in, invariably say, well, why would you need a gun with any offensive value?
0: Well... Because they're idiots. Cause, <laughs> That's why they would so say why, they, can't why do con- the- they can't conceive of a situation... Where you as an individual would need to assert force in a forward direction. Absolutely. You just need to retreat to the back of your room. Well, we can also
1: consider, though, why why does a police officer need a semi-automatic, intermediately fed cartridge rifle? Because not only is it weighted for offense and defense, and this means that we can go and intrude onto the to the territory where the bad thing is happening. Or just and move lives.
0: somewhere else. Yeah,
1: where we, where we can go and affect and
0: change. Right, because if you're a regular guy and you're not trying to take out the active shooter, you might just have to go somewhere down the road. And there may be opposing yeah. f- gangs or whatever. Like, like the guy from Hotel Rwanda. If he wanted to leave, he would need a rifle, not a pistol. He would need to be able to exert force in a forward direction to get out of there.
1: Well, and, and also, or to cover his retreat. What we also can consider is that it may be more heavily. It may have more heavy, heavily weighted offense than the pistol, but the pistol has less defensive value in a full out conflict than the rifle. So the, the pistol has utility in that we can carry it with us all the time. Right. But it's not, it's of defensive value in that it's convenient.
0: Let's say you lived in some area that all of a sudden went bad. Everybody went crazy, like World War Z. Okay. Okay. Or
2: Minneapolis
0: (laughs) in 2020. Okay. Okay. Where, Where was it? Kenosha? Kenosha. Great example. Right. Kyle Rittenhouse would be dead if he had a pistol. Kyle Rittenhouse is an American hero. He was castigated widely as a murderer if and you... acquitted by a jury of his peers, so we can speak freely about this situation. There's copious video evidence of why this was so important. And that any, he had an AR 15.
1: Any reasonable person knowing the objective facts of that and seeing the video. Any reasonable any person, reasonable person Dave, knows that Dave, that's self-defense. Any,
0: any reasonable person is out the window in 2020, okay? Well, that's the if problem. you're not
1: in that list, you're not a reasonable person.
0: <laughs> right. I, I agree with you. But that's the reason for this podcast, for the Mind Virus show. It's like, hey, what happened to the reasonable person? I if, thought men were men and women were women. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So
1: Kyle Rittenhouse had a rifle on a sling. And he had one 30 round magazine. You know what else he had? He had a bag full of medical supplies and he's, he's running around with a fire extinguisher. (laughs) Okay. So we can play the game and I've heard it played. Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't have been there. You know what? If my 17 year old was telling me they were going to go to a ride, I'd stop them. But you know what else? In 1776, who fought the revolutionary war?
0: All the 17-year-olds.
1: All the 17-year-olds.
0: I mean, haven't you seen the movie Patriot?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But, but
0: Good movie, though. We, we act like... So I'm, if you look at this from a... Who's going to fight the next war? 18 to 22-year-olds will fight the next war. Yeah. Get that through your head as you're starting to watch current events devolve dramatically, which we got to get to. We will get to. Got to get your commentary on this Russian... Uh, base that was destroyed or whatever. Oh. Did you not see it? So I... They lost a lot of people. The, Where was it? The Ukraine... It was in the Donbass. Okay. But... Uh, or the Donbass or whatever. I don't know how we pronounce it, but... Uh, what was the method of destruction? Uh, High Mars missiles from Kiev area. Okay. Like they fired off a bunch of missiles. So apparent, and, so they
1: still have some. Apparently, they've lost about 66% of those missiles. I don't know.
0: I don't know what the but, true story is coming out of Ukraine, but we are quickly moving towards war, in my opinion. Well, we... we I mean, we already are at war. We're just letting the Ukrainians use our stuff. Yeah,
1: we got to wonder what's going to happen.
0: Because the Russians aren't stupid idiots, guys. They don't... I mean, like... They're not stupid like idiots. Like if... like. In these situations where people have defended themselves with weapons, the, the, the feds have literally gone after the people that supplied the weapons. Like in the case of Kyle Rittenhouse, they wanted to go after the gun store that sold, or the friend that housed it or whatever. They, they tried to go after him. Why isn't so Russia wh- why going is, to be upset with us? Yeah, how is Russia not, by the same logic, how are they not upset with us for supplying all the arms over there? Well, and, and the citizens in the Donbass
1: region... Uh, have been being shelled by... By their own people the, for a long for time. For years. Since 2014. Yeah. so there, this We've, is, talked this this reconi- is We've talked a little bit about this on the show. The
0: reckoning is coming. we talked a little bit about this on the show, but it is quickly getting out of hand. Anyway, Kyle Rittenhouse, you had some comments. I derailed us. So Kyle
1: Rittenhouse, okay. You can make an argument that he shouldn't have been there. You know what? The law's not there for should have been there, should have not been there. The law's about were they trying to kill him?
0: Yeah, was he in well, a situation where he needed to defend himself with lethal force?
1: What was going to happen if that guy who's tried to do that flying stomp kick into his head, what what, what, what would have happened if he would have landed that? What if he would have knocked Kyle Rittenhouse on the ground? You know what would happen? That mob would have beat him to death.
0: Or taken his own gun and shot him.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's consider this. When that... Or beat him Deranged with the skateboard pedophile or whatever. pedophile tried to grab his gun. If Kyle Rittenhouse would have had a pistol, which he was legal, legally prohibited from having, but if he had had a pistol during the struggle over that gun, what happens?
0: A lot of possibilities, right? Yeah. There's the
1: possibility that that pedophile could have taken his gun from him, right? That's, we're going to have to realize that that's a legitimate possibility. Right. Because that's what the information that we have suggests is that this man tried to disarm Kyle Rittenhouse. Well, what he didn't have a pistol. He had a rifle on a sling and the sling prevented him from losing his gun. It retained that to his person.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, And he, you know, he, he had, he, we had all the threats that that guy had made to him, telling him he was going to cut his heart out. Right. Do you think that he had a reasonable expectation that if he had lost that gun to that guy, that he was going to do something to harm him? I think he did. Especially when he was coming after him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was chasing <laughs> him. So, so he he's out there. He, you know, we got pictures of the kid removing graffiti the day that this uh, the the, the morning abs- of. The-,
0: the point is, there's absolutely nothing that can impugn his character. Yeah. And there's no there's no social media post that he was going out to hurt anybody. Everything was about him helping keep order and helping protect property and protecting himself and other people. And I think that one of the things a lot of people have complained about is that he went to the police and the
1: police told him to leave. So, so Kyle Rittenhouse is involved in the shooting,
0: and so he just left. Well, he he, he go, just followed he their tried, instructions. He, he, he
1: followed their instructions. Yeah. Right now, people are like, "Well, I guess that's the police for you." What does that show you? You show the police that you are gonna. He tried to he tried to surrender.
0: Right. You, it, I know, it, I know. It shows you the police aren't just out there smoking people. No, Well, what were they doing? They were more worried about all the fires and the and the destruction of property and all the other crap. Yeah, you know, I think on.
1: that you you could probably argue was the Kenosha Police Department appropriately equipped, trained, and enabled by policy and orders from their superiors to defend Kenosha.
0: Right. That's the big The, the, big, the big reality that they weren't yeah. right.
1: Because the fact of the matter is, if they were doing their job, Kyle Rittenhouse wouldn't have to be out there.
0: Well, do you think that it's possible that there can be so much um, of a civil disturbance that the police won't be able to do their job? Are the police absolutely equipped? Are the police, equipped, th- are the police uh, staffed and equipped? And we don't we don't necessarily even want them to be staffed and equipped to handle every possible contingency, right? They can handle the regular contingencies and then some, but if there's a mob, uh, event or, uh, an uprising type of a thing, like is kind of what was going on, but they were busing people in, right? Mm-hmm. That, the, these, these, the question is who funded all these riots and nobody in the, in the mainstream press is even looking at that. There certainly is a time when the police are going to be overwhelmed just because the riot can
1: be too big. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you have, I mean, what what do what information can we gain about the political state of affairs in Kenosha?
0: What we can gain is that they charged Kyle Rittenhouse for defending right. himself, and that and that it was getting out of hand. They were allowing the the violence to get out of hand without doing much. They weren't calling in extras. They weren't they weren't asking for the national guard. They were just sort of like letting this happen. They were allowing these car dealerships to be burnt to the ground. Yeah.
1: Okay, I mean you're going to tell me these groups are going to be like complaining about vehicles. You know what's worse than a vehicle for pollution? Destroying a vehicle so that you get no value from all the effort and materials, workmanship, fossil fuels that have been spent to get it to the car lot. Plus all the chemicals coming off of the yeah, fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> like no, seriously, like you know what you know what's ridiculous? Like these these electric vehicles are like walking hazmat situations they the rolling hazmat you, situations so you will not you will not equate you will not get the excuse me I'll, let me be more articulate you will not get the value of your carbon savings in an electric vehicle until you've driven it 60,000 miles so you are at a deficit for your carbon when you buy that thing off the lot you're going to you would have to drive a a gas powered vehicle 60,000
0: miles. You to, break even at 60,000. You break
1: miles. even on an electric vehicle at 60,000
0: miles. And then you take the the electricity from the grid which well, generally it, comes from carbon.
1: You're already doing that. That's just not even considering the that I mean the, the second law of thermodynamics, right? Right. You have to pump that electricity through wires from your coal-powered power plant into the battery of a vehicle. Right. 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 You, I mean, you're talking about really i mean there are all sorts of other issues with those vehicles like if you allow them to just sit you they are actively drain they are actively using that electricity just sitting there right so you park
0: it overnight. so you have to put more power into it
1: yeah they're it's a scam
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's a discussion for another day all right so uh let's get back to self-defense uh handgun second or shotgun second.
1: So I think handgun
0: closer to the mic. Handgun might be first
1: if you really if you are if you're only going to have one gun. But if you're really going to have multiple guns, then I think that the first thing that you need to do is get a rifle, then we're talking about handgun. But ideally, I mean
0: we're talking about like <coughs> This is in definitely April,
1: you're going to buy your rifle. In <laughs> May, you're going to buy your handgun. <laughs>
0: this is definitely a uh, right tool for the job type of a thing. If you have tools, if you're a guy or a girl or whatever, you've got a, a tool kit, you don't just buy a hammer. No. You need a hammer and a wrench. Yeah. Or you might need a set of wrenches. Or you might need a set of sockets. You might need a saw. They're, they do different things. And so you don't just have one tool in your toolbox. These are tools... And you would want multiple tools depending on the situation. And there are three basic categories that satisfy a lot of the situations. And so that's why we talk about rifle, pistol, and shotgun, right? So I think shotgun
1: is, uh, while pistol and rifle are of similar efficacy, shotgun is of less of an urgent need, but much more effective in its realm of magisterium. (laughs) Which is... Home defense.
0: So you like uh, shotguns for home defense first versus having a pistol for home defense. They are just so... See, I would go for a pistol, I think.
1: Well, I mean, depending on the situation, you don't don't have to go to a shotgun. But you get to choose. You get to choose. (laughs) But shotguns are
0: extremely effective. And by effective, you mean...
1: They incapacitate targets very well.
0: So, the thing is, with a, if you get what, uh, a three inch round with double ot buck in it, you've got nine nine millimeter pellets. Is that right? So,
1: a three inch double ot buck is 15.
0: 15 yeah. nine millimeter. So, I pellets.
1: would prefer two and three quarter inch because it recoils less. And that's why it's got
0: nine, nine or, pellets. Nine pellets of nine millimeters. So, that's firing a nine millimeter gun. That's like firing a single nine millimeter nine times in one trigger pull. In about what at at ten or, at ten feet, what is it about a six? At inch, ten feet, it's probably inch, almost all the same hole. It's really it's that tight. Yeah,
1: but at fourteen yards, fifteen yards, you're probably looking about a dinner plate size.
0: So twenty uh, feet pattern. are spanning out a couple yeah. inches you're
1: getting well and when the when the bullets when the pellets hit the target they have individual wound channels so they don't they don't all follow the same path the point is don't you don't want to get hit with double up buck
0: ever under any circumstances ever
1: so i was at um our what i was at can people buy short barreled uh you shotguns shotguns you can if you get a stamp Oh,
0: you gotta pay the tax?
1: Now, there is such a thing called an any other weapon, and if an any other weapon is over twenty six inches in length, then you don't need a stamp to buy w- and it. And that's
0: where the Tac fourteen comes TAC in.
1: Tac fourteen, Mossberg Shockwave. Now and if you have strong hands, those guns are really valuable because they're very compact, they're easy to store with you. It's easier to use a shotgun, no doubt, than one of those guns. Even
0: even What's a attack what's 14
1: It's a Remington 870, uh, 870 with a 14-inch barrel and an overall length of 26.3 inches.
0: So then, it, so you have the barrel, 14 inches, you have the action, and then you've got like a little nub that you hang on to? It's a bird
1: head's grip. Now, legally... that's any,
0: Have you fired one of those?
1: Multiple times.
0: And I, 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 can I you know. hang on to it? How do you, how do you <laughs> hang on to
1: that? Very tightly. Very tightly? <laughs> okay. They... If you're if you are willing to put the time and effort into shooting one of those guns, you can shoot it well. Mostly shot from the hip, I guess. No, you shoot at eye level. You use the bead as a sight. You push the forend forward with your support hand, and you pull the birdhead's grip backwards with your firing
0: hand, and so it creates this isometric tension. Okay, so that's how you get a good sight picture. But how do you hang on to the gun with you both hands? With both hands. <laughs> no, but, but when it when it when it recoils, you, it, so does, it you up, down, forward, does it go up down? you it forward?
1: And you pull backwards uh-huh. when you when you have that recoil impulse, you will kind of just like you'll be. Let's say you're at zero degrees, the gun will make almost a ninety degree shift.
0: Okay. So that the barrel, so it'll will go, go straight up.
1: up. Yeah, and so you won't. It won't come back into your face.
0: Okay. Does it automatically pump it for you at no. that point? Because you you're to pushing still, forward. Because you're pushing forward. Okay. Yeah. Now. <clears throat> But when you bring it back down, you could pump it pretty easy. Oh yeah,
1: well, but you can carry this thing in your car easily. It's convenient. It doesn't take up a lot of space if you're if you're using something like this from defense, and if you're an able-bodied person who's this is an appropriate weapon for, it's a very useful tool. Now I, we've had a lot of debate about this type of firearm. Who's we? At my place of employment, (laughs) there have been a number of officers that have been concerned about whether you'd hit yourself in the face. Okay, and if you had a lackadaisical, uh, you know, approach to this, you might. But what I will say is that every one of those officers have shot it.
0: They changed their opinion. They
1: changed. One of them went out and bought one that same day. Okay,
0: (laughs) this is a very unique (laughs) weapon. I would be careful about this. I wouldn't necessarily make this your first shotgun purchase. People who shoot guns on a regular basis
1: and they found it useful. Yeah. We're also talking about like, uh, the, the person that shot it and went out and bought it is a, also a soldier. I mean, like, yeah, well, you, they, you know, <laughs> they call this
0: the, don't they call this the witness protection the, gun?
1: There was a version of it called the witness protection version before they started making this 26 AO, AOW. Okay. So at that version had like a, 12 and three quarter inch barrel or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit shorter. And then the bird's head grip was a little bit shorter. It was definitely a NFA weapon, but they figured out they could make it about an inch longer and they didn't have a tax. Okay. Stamp so
0: explain it. tax stamps and NFA weapons to the listeners. So they may or may not. If you buy a understand.
1: machine gun, short-barreled rifle, short-barreled shotgun, any of these evil guns, which are, they're all better for self-defense. Uh, you need to go through the, the background check where you fill out a Form 4 or Form 1 if you're building, you send it to the ATF, they him and haw over it for six months while they try to think of a reason not to give you one. And then eventually, if you're not a criminal, they send you your tax stamp and your completed Form 4 and you can have an NFA item. And same and thing you, goes
0: for suppressors. Yeah, sound you have to pay
1: $200 tax stamp every time. Same thing goes for machine guns. But the only difference is that machine guns have to be built before 1986. So machine because guns are Because they were expensive. banned
0: for, banned for uh, civilian purchase in 1986. So machine gun has to have been built before then in order to be legal for a regular person to own. But the government can own as many as they want, built whenever they want. And they do. And they do. See, that's... It's like the Swiss Army knife. The the AR15 is like the Swiss Army knife of guns, one with a what say a 10 to 14 inch barrel and a collapsible stock, so it's a, it's an SBR and select fire. That would be the ideal all-around weapon.
1: Yeah, I mean I think like it, first choice, I think. Yeah, probably the 10 inch gun.
0: Yeah, so a 10 if inch If you're
1: going to have a 14 inch gun, why not why not pin and weld a a flash hider on that Yeah, but I I'm, oh,
0: I'm just yeah. saying one that one that's been uh Regulated yeah. To the point where you have to get special permission and pay the tax.
1: Even the semi-automatic versions of these short-barreled rifles are easier to use. We have a lot of female officers that get them because they basically just have...
0: Well, a, they look proportionately a, cuter in pictures. That way too.
1: <laughs> well, it's easier for them to handle and use. I mean, we've got an officer who's super short. You, you know, if she's running a, a full-length rifle... Right. You don't want
0: her to and... have to have a Kentucky long rifle. Yeah. So, so who is that? Who is that law f- targeting? What?
1: Realistically, I mean, it's targeting. It's trying to remove the most effective guns out of the hands of citizens, regular while people. Targeting yeah. the people who need them the
0: most, right? It's targeting us. Yeah, that's exactly what these uh, laws are going after. They're going after us, yeah. regular people, because criminals don't care. They don't. You ever seen any? Um, whether personally or or heard tell of legitimate stories of criminals modifying guns to make them automatic or does that come up very often or is that just a movie thing or Uh, or, or do things, do things that make them illegal, like sawing the, sawing the barrel. We do run into sawed
1: off shotguns. uh, Okay. But I mean, they're always stolen. But there was a law
0: passed against sawed off shotguns. Goodness gracious. So how could you, as a police officer have happened to see those? Yeah. It's weird. There's also a law against heroin. Okay. (laughs) So what we're saying is the laws don't make any di- hill of beans worth a difference for criminals. Well, yeah. And I'm... why don't why don't why don't you see more automatic weapons? Is it because they're just more complicated to assemble?
1: Well, for for a criminal, a gun's usually a throwaway item, right? So it really
0: doesn't. They don't need like a nice slick, useful Swiss Army knife. They just need a knife, a shiv. They need any, a sh- anything yeah, they're we'll going to
1: shove it into your face and steal your stuff and then toss it. Yeah, or they're going to go do a drive by on a house. Get rid of it. I mean, a lot of these guns, like there are guns that, I mean, they, they won't always like throw the gun away, but they will sell it.
0: They'll sell it to mm-hmm. some other poor sap. Yeah,
1: they'll sell it to another criminal,
0: right? And then he gets wrapped up for, because of the ballistics. Well, and you know, yeah. Or is that uncommon? Does that not really I don't work like that, in the I movies? Think
1: that, I think that at some point with the way that that works, it's like, okay, yeah, I probably didn't do that because it's been six months, you know, and it, it probably did get stolen or sold again,
2: you know. Hmm.
0: Well, anyway, a, a select-fire AR-15 with a 10-inch barrel and a collapsible stock would be, like, the ideal first and very versatile gun, in my opinion. Very versatile.
1: It lets you do a lot of stuff.
0: But the two the two things wrong of- with that is that, well, according to the law, the problem is that it's got a shorter barrel than they allow, which is 16 inches. Yeah. And... um. And the shorter the barrel actually fire.
1: makes the gun less powerful. Right.
0: And the, and the select fire option, you know, they just don't want you having a, a weapon that you can discharge faster than pulling your tr- trigger finger multiple yeah. times, which you can do very f- quickly. Yeah. So it's a little bit silly. Look up Jerry Michelek videos. <laughs> Spell Michelek. <laughs> okay. <laughs> M i c h u l e k. U-L-E-K. Okay, we'll look for that. That's on fast trigger pulls? Yeah. I think his channel is called Shoot Fast. <laughs> okay. So so you're saying for self-defense, um, rifle probably first, maybe a pistol if that's better for your circumstances, and then a shotgun is a third consideration. Yeah. But ultimately, if you're into preparedness, you're probably going to want to own all three. Yeah, and I would add to if you're a prepper, you're probably going to want to own all of those plus a 22 caliber long 22 long rifle, like a uh, something like a 1022 Ruger 1022, because they're just so useful for taking game. You can take and small all kinds game, of things
1: a lot. You can practice. Yeah. yeah, you can teach children how to shoot with them. They're worth having.
0: Very much worth having. So I'd throw that twenty-two caliber in there somewhere. Well, in bo- I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't put it in the conversation of self-defense, even though it is a useful. You, you can kill somebody with it or kill a, a deer or whatever. You can stop a deadly threat with it. Yeah, but it's just is not it, the same thing.
1: Is it the best? I mean, you can probably open a can of soda with a, a screwdriver or a bottle of soda with a screwdriver if you really need to. But would not sure. you rather have a, a can opener? Well, I think bottle you just opener. pop
0: the top. On on soda, you, they have bottle. these things I'm thinking
1: where... a, a bottle, bottle, glass
0: bottle. Oh, you're talking about a glass bottle. Because I didn't say with a can of soda, right now they make these little tabs. That you can use your fingers if on? If the tab gets broken, <laughs> you might have to use a screwdriver.
1: Yeah. But no. I'm not
0: sure which direction to turn it. No, I'm thinking... Have you ever gotten those like the Mexican sodas
1: in the glass bottles?
0: You need a bottle opener. Sure. Well, if you've got a soda... But I don't know if Mexican sodas are the only ones.
2: Uh... <laughs> They're the best okay. ones.
0: <laughs> okay, they're the best ones. All right. Well, this is good. We've been talking for an hour and 45 minutes and mostly about uh, um, personal defense. And I think you, you ought to come back on the show sometime because there's a lot of other topics we could talk about. Real quick, I want to get your take on these uh, events going on in Russia right now because I know you know a lot about Russia. And the big, <clears throat> Let me just read to you a headline here off of Zero Hedge. Huge death toll after U.S.-supplied HIMARS levels Russian barracks in Donetsk. Possibly hundreds killed. Single deadliest day for the Russians uh, on record in the conflict, except for the Moskova sinking. Tell me when the single deadliest day for the Ukrainians was.
1: I don't know. The, why aren't the they news, reporting on that? The news doesn't report anything, really. Right. Why? Why? Why is it that... You have to go to our alternative media to find out that... Zelensky new media. Let's call it new media. New media. Why Corporate do you, media versus new media. Why do you have to go media, to new media to find out that Zelensky has media. banned all of his opposition?
0: Or banned the Russian Orthodox Church. Well, it's not
1: even or the ban, Russian... Th- or he banned speaking banned, Russian. He banned the Orthodox Church. He banned speaking Russian. He banned being an Orthodox Christian.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So that's what they mean by when the media so, says the Russian Orthodox, they mean orthodoxy. Yeah,
1: in in Ukraine, yeah. the Orthodox Church is not the Russian Orthodox Church. It is the Orthodox Church of Ukraine.
0: Okay, so what what uh, think about the Greek, what religions can you be? So <laughs> think about the, the Greek Orthodox Church. I'm thinking about them. Okay, <laughs> they.
1: They're, I have a number in mind. <laughs> they're as much the Orthodox Church as the Russian Orthodox Church is. Right. They just happen to be in so, Greece. So a friend of mine goes to an Orthodox Church. Okay. And they are an Orthodox Church. They're Orthodox Christian. They, they, these churches have like elders and stuff, but they, they are all... Like,
0: how do you know what country the Orthodox Church is? Because that's the country that it's in. So what you're saying is it's not like the Mormon Church where there's one big head potentate in Salt Lake or like the Catholic Church where you've got the pope in Rome. Exactly. But if it if it yeah, it is so Zelensky actually banned the orth, orthodox Christianity.
1: Orthodox Christianity in in Ukraine. What can you be? I don't know. But you can't be that. So okay. so like the thing is is that like the in Ukraine it's the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. So anyone who's telling you like they banned the Russian Orthodox Church, it's like in Ukraine it's called the Ukrainian Orthodox Church.
0: <laughs> you dummies. You blankety blanks. Well, it's Well, and that's it, the problem we have with media or corporate media today is that it's all bullcrap designed to twist the facts in such a way that you come away with a misconception like I just put forth on the podcast which you so succinctly corrected. So, it, half the half the country in Ukraine speaks Russian. Right. Right. So Half the country voted for the pro-Russian government that was deposed during the Maidan Revolution yeah. in 2014, which was a Western-backed revolution. And then there was a Western, pro-Western government installed by the Western apparatus, which yeah. was run by Hunter Biden. Yeah. Run by Hunter <laughs> Biden's laptop. Um, okay. I think the listeners kind of get that. We've mentioned they ought to watch uh, Ukraine on Fire by Roger Fantastic Stone before. film. Uh, and it scratches the surface, right? I, I'd recommend reading, uh, Martin Armstrong's blog. He spent a lot of time filling in facts about the history of Russia. And I'll put links to Martin Armstrong's blog. And again, Ukraine on fire again on, uh, on the page for the, uh, the podcast episode we're doing here on mindvirus.show. So you guys can all check that out. But, um, so, so the listeners, I think, are probably least aware of that, or at least aware that we've ranted and raved about the lack of uh, historical accuracy that's going on. Now, what I want you to do, though, is talk a little bit about the Russians here, because you know, there's that adage, you know, you shouldn't poke a bear. Is so, that an adage? Don't so, don't poke bears.
1: So don't poke the bear. <laughs> so we are being fed the line that first of all, Putin is the greatest uh, threat to Europe there ever has been. But he's totally incompetent and losing a war to the poorest country in Europe. But uh, don't even though he's crazy, don't worry, he won't use his nukes, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, if it's, just to touch back on MMA, there is a fantastic fight from Pride back in the golden age of MMA with Fedor Emelianenko and Kevin Randleman and spell Emelianenko okay just kidding <laughs> Fedor Fedor and Randleman now the thing is is that Kevin Randleman is this big ripped wrestler he is He's probably a little bit smaller than Fedor. Is
0: Fedor a Russian? Fedor's a Russian. Is that the key to this story? Fedor, that Fedor has a, a little bit
1: of a beer gut. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's not. It's probably a vodka,
0: but... A vodka gut?
1: Vodka a vodka gut. gut? And like like you watch this and you're like, man, like Randleman is just ripped. He's going to kick his and Randleman catches Fedor and suplexes him onto his Explain head. Explain what a suplex is. The Su- listeners
0: of this podcast are of a very highly refined so he So ta- he ta- they're both standing. He takes his
1: back. He takes grabs his hands in front of Fedor's stomach. So he's giving him a bear hug from behind. Okay. And then he lifts him up and jumps at the same time so that, he,
0: so that Fedor goes over Randleman's head. So he's flying backwards onto the mat.
1: And lands onto his old head, own head and shoulders. That's a suplex. That's a suplex. Okay. And then Fedor reverses the position and tears Kevin Randleman's arm out of his socket and wins the fight. <laughs> because he's a Russian. Because he's a crazy fighter. Okay. <laughs> and. Like the thing Do not
0: that, be faced by this wa- Western <laughs> suplex. You
1: watch the suplex and you're like, oh my gosh, is he going to be okay?
0: Like, is he dead? You're like, yeah, did he's going Did Fedor just die?
1: And he's just like,
0: whatever. Fedor rhymes with Vader, by the way.
1: Now, I think that what we are being told is that
0: rah-rah,
1: the U.S. is awesome. And, you know, I mean, there's all this patriotic stuff. But I mean, I had a coworker tell me he's like well, it's awesome
0: in a lot of ways. Don't get yeah. us wrong.
1: I had a coworker tell me that he was getting deployed.
0: He had oh, really? On
1: military orders, and he says because you know Putin's crazy. And I said, Hey, you know whose president's mentally impaired? <laughs> <laughs> I I really had to draw him back to reality. Our he, president. What, is what did he coll- say He's that? like, you're right. But like, we're being told that Putin's crazy. Sure. No, we've got a we, we got a, a Alzheimer's patient in the uh, in the White House, like seriously, legitimately, they are just lying through their teeth
0: to us. Well, his son's an amateur porn star. He's done some production. He lost the <laughs> laptop. Twitter, <laughs> I Twitter. you are
1: talking about Putin. Twi- no, I'm
0: talking about the other guy's son. Putin doesn't have a son that we know of that did that. But Putin's son fortunately, that that is buried somewhere in Siberia fortunately some fortunately some uh, computer repairmen ended up with the laptop, and so the whole country found out about it in time to not elect this man president, <laughs> let alone the let alone the uh we're running all this money through ukraine Burisma. Oh, it's like that's the Twitter files, so
1: we're being told that the Russians are just out of control, incompetent, that they have horrible equipment, that they're horribly trained, well, you know what? They don't spend as much money on our, on their military as we do.
0: They no, nobody does. Nobody does. That's hard. If you were going to get into a contest of military spending, it would be hard to spend that much money on military ever
1: well, So obviously, in the history
0: of the world ever from now or to <laughs> the future.
1: I I like guns, and I'll give you another analogy, though. Okay. Like, I, I like AR-15s, and I like AKs. Now those are two very different guns.
0: When you say AK, you mean AK forty seven. The
1: Kalashnikov. Okay. The A K forty seven designed by Mikhail Kalashnikov in nineteen forty seven, right? Okay. Now a lot of people will complain about the ergonomics on the AK. And legitimately, they're typically not as good.
0: They're not as fun to shoot or friendly.
1: Guess which one's easier easier to shoot with heavy gloves on? A K forty seven. The AK forty seven. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Just period. You know why? Because the AR-15 has these dainty little controls that are easy to, you know, manipulate. Right. Right. The AK-47 has a safety. It's a huge lever on the side. Right. It, you can you can use your heavy gloves on. Guess what? The trigger guard is big enough for you to put a gloved finger through. Right. And I'm not okay. I'm not talking about racetrack driving gloves. I'm talking about it's thirty below Siberia, in Siberia. winter gloves,
0: <laughs> or or um. If you've been in Utah the last few days, with all the drought, rain, snow, we've been getting that kind of a winter glove. Yeah, indeed. Thank you for the drought. We'd like to thank you for the drought. So, If anybody says moisture when they pray, I just want to recommend, you can say water. Water is a good term to pray for. You know
1: what else is moisture? Like snot. <laughs> Thank you for the moisture We're
0: getting spit on from the heavens. Do you know what
1: else is moist? Vomit. Vomit. We're being
0: vomit on. Right. I am grateful for the rain, but the Farmers' Almanac did warn me that it was going to be a big winter this year. Yeah. You know why? Because the farmers kind of know this stuff, and they know that climate changes cyclically naturally. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, t- so the Russians have sort of a different attitude on uh, war than we have.
1: Yeah. So another thing.
0: They probably Um, aren't as wasteful in their military spending.
1: On U.S. Air Force bases, on U.S. aircraft carriers, they get all the enlisted guys, and they all get into like a Red Rover line, and they go down the runway or the deck of an aircraft carrier, and they look for FOD, foreign object debris. And they pick up little twigs and pencils and pennies or anything. On aircraft
0: carriers? Yeah. On aircraft On all Navy vessels, by the way. Because they have twigs on Navy vessels? Where they, they park it under a tree? <laughs> Whatever they find. Okay, so they find stuff. They find stuff. Same thing applies to like, uh, it doesn't apply as much to uh, the Air Force, but they still have to get stuff off of the runway, right? Yeah. On, well, a, on a land runway. They
1: do that on runways too. They do the same thing.
0: Oh, they, they do the Red Rover line?
1: Yeah, they get into a big line and they all look for little pieces okay. of debris. debris. Okay. Okay. And they will, they will find all the little things that they need to take off the, the runway because they're worried about one of these jets sucking somebody's baseball cap off the runway into the motor. And what happens when them. that happens? It hurts the motor. It's not good for it.
0: Like, does <laughs> it really hurt it? or
1: It depends. Yeah, it depends on what you <laughs> suck into it? It depends on how it goes. I mean, I, I bet you that given the right circumstances, you could you could suck a penny through one of those jet engines and it not hit anything. Okay. Right, But but you could also suck yeah, it through
0: and destroy the enemy. It could,
1: could be really bad. <laughs> okay. Guess what they don't have to do on Russian air bases? Okay. They don't do that. Because their airplanes are designed in such a way that they don't suck up foreign object debris when they land and take off. Because the Russians are like, who knows what the runway is going to look like if we're having a war?
0: Okay, so they actually thought through... Yeah. That they might have to take off under adverse conditions. There's a video of a MiG-29
1: landing on a runway without its gear down, and it just skids across
0: the runway. like. And then they just pack it up and fly I, it again, or I, what? I, it, it looks like they're going to have to do some minor repairs. Minor repairs. <laughs> okay. So where, do the intakes, where are the intakes so on these jets? So on like a Sukhoi,
1: that? it has a screen... That goes in front of the the engine that has, the screen has, it's like a mesh and it doesn't allow large objects to get inducted into the motor. Okay.
0: And Does then, it remove that screen when it's flying really fast yeah, it, or something? It, it, the screen can go yeah.
1: On the, like a MiG-29, it has a door that shuts in front of it. And then there are these louvers on top of the jet that open up and it sucks the air through the top of the really? jet. Yeah. Huh.
0: So, so why why do our guys not do that? Is it because it's expensive? Well, I mean, you loo- there, there are pros and cons to everything, Lockheed right? Martin would lose a few bucks?
1: Lock our, Lock in, Lockheed Martin would have to build into the jet the cost in weight and expense to have the system that does that. What's more expensive, a Sukhoi or an F-35? An F-35. Why? Because it's a lot of money. <laughs> because Lockheed needs to make money. Make okay. money. Money. Now, the F-35... Uh, is an aircraft of much dispute.
0: Okay.
1: But, like, doctrinally speaking, there are things that the F-35 can't do as well as its predecessor. Uh, What's its predecessor? The F-16. Okay. The F-18, right? Right. But you're, like, the aircraft is a stealth aircraft, right? And that's of high value, right? Now, if we think about aircraft's value, the same way we were talking about, guns what is the value of a stealth aircraft
0: offense offense <laughs> okay good i got that one right <laughs> so so but, our f are our our are our f-35s really good at offense they're pr- probably pretty good
1: about about sneaking in and blowing things up on the ground okay right now uh, one of the things that um they're not meant to do as much as dogfighting Right. Right. Air combat maneuvering. Okay. Now, um, the Russians' aircraft are heavily weighted towards fighting other airplanes.
0: Whose airplanes might they think they would have to fight? Well,
1: <laughs> probably NATO jets. <laughs> okay. But the reason that you fight other airplanes is because they're in your airspace, not you don't go you don't go into their aer- airspace to shoot down their airplane. Sometimes you might have to. You might have to have an escort on bombers or something,
0: right? But like so what you're saying is the reason that you have air-to-air fighters is because somebody's air-to-ground deployment aircraft are invading your space by stealth.
1: Yeah, you're going to use you're, cause you cuz you got to get eyeballs on it and your SAMs don't move around, right? Okay. Now, that's not to say that we don't, in every conflict we have been involved in, the Air Force goes down and shoots down all their airplanes. That happens. But
0: ideally,
1: ideally you blow up their airplanes when they're on the ground.
0: Right. Or on the aircraft carrier. (laughs) Yeah. Unless you conveniently move them out of the harbor.
1: I mean, how many videos have you seen of like a Tomahawk cruise missile hitting a MiG-23
0: on the ground? A bazillion. Well, I have to admit, I haven't seen very many of those. Or but sometimes they're laser-guided ha- apparently bombs. Apparently, you have seen a bazillion of those. Bombs <laughs> hitting them, right? You've seen a bazillion of them. I'm going to try to find I think a it's video. The, I think
1: the videos are of laser-guided bombs. Of I'm thinking the photographs.
0: Of- laser-guided bomb hitting airplane. I've seen a video of an F-4 Phantom being flown into a cement barrier. Why do they do that? Okay. Probably some kind of t- what they could have sold that on the civilian market. Somebody, some <laughs> civilian have could have bought had that F that four phantom. phantom. You want one? <laughs> I think if somebody tried to give me an F four Phantom, I think I would take it. Did you see the? Every, there's a Netflix documentary about the kid. From the '90s, who tried to get Pepsi to deliver on the Harrier jet promise? Did you ever see that? Did you? I I don't think I saw the Netflix documentary, but I. I think that all went down while I was on my mission or something. So, but I was I watched it with great interest because they had, you know, truth in marketing. Yeah, Yeah. they they said if he got this many points, he could and you could buy the points. Buy the Harrier jet, yeah. Well, yeah, you could just buy the points. Yeah, that was the uh that was the key. He was going to try to get all the he was going to try to get all the Pepsi but then <laughs> he knew he had to just buy him then he realized he could just buy it uh, and then they fought him in court and he lost ultimately
1: i think ultimately the reason he lost wasn't it because you have to like have the you can't make the company sell
0: pepsi the jet to give to you no the reason <laughs> he lost was that the the courts determined that it was a joke okay <laughs> that they weren't seriously making an offer cuz this is about um Commerce, offer and acceptance. And to be fair, it was a lot less clear than Rachel Maddow saying that
1: literally
0: they were R- Russian media. <laughs> literally. literally. Literally? The word literally? Literally. Literally we are offering this Harrier jet. Huh. <laughs> an, interest, <laughs> an interesting comparison. Hmm. Anyway, so, so I think my point about getting you to talk about Russia is that they don't take this stuff... Um lightly, they are prepared for war and they're not they're not some backwater something a stan so what we should be messing around with. One of the things they have nukes.
1: Yeah. One of the things I keep seeing is like if the Su thirty five is so good, why aren't you flying it over Ukraine and destroying targets with your new fancy stealth fighter Russia? And here's the thing. Like Stealth fighters aren't invisible to air, to air, or they're not invisible to SAMs. There is a certain range at which the SAM can see them and not shoot them, and then there's a certain range that the SAM can shoot them. Right? Okay. And we don't a know... A SAM is a surface-to-air surf, surface missile. Surface-to-air missile. We don't know what these ranges are because we all don't have security clearances. Okay. But one of the things that that we need to remember is that US stealth aircraft have been shot down by surface to air missiles. We had one that was shot down over Bosnia, it was an F117 and we had another F117 that was hit but not downed by a SAM. Hmm. So what this tells us is that like they can be shot at. Part of the th- the mission of stealth is not to get close enough to the the air the surface to air missiles for them to shoot you. So one of the things like the the F one seventeen had on it was radiation detectors to detect how far away the SAMs were and whether
0: it was receiving enough radiation to be visible to on the worry. Radi- yeah. Well, the idea also is that you use the stealth aircraft to shoot down the SAM installations. Yeah. Or to shoot, to destroy the SAM installations before they shoot you down. That's the modern role of the F-35
1: is SEED, uh, suppression of enemy air defenses. Okay.
0: Well, and I think one of the reasons the Russians aren't putting their best technology out there is also that they are keeping it. They're they're trying to keep some of the mystique, some of the secrets. Oh yeah, because well, they're not in they're not involved in a full conflict with NATO yet. And I think what we need to realize that one of the things they're probably doing by sending all this stuff to Ukraine is getting rid of old stuff that they want destroyed before the next conflict, or to try and well, we'll get the ball rolling. The this, Russian
1: economy is doing well compared to our compared to where our economies were. Right. Right. It, ours is in the crapper. And theirs is better than it's been in
0: a while, right? Because they've been exporting a lot of fossil fuels, and they've also been uh, allowing free enterprise in yeah. a lot of ways. You know, encouraging um, the Russians to procreate and yeah. encouraging them oh, to yeah. have economy and and encourage them to have and, families, yeah, have like families, them. and encourage them not to have transgender problems. And yeah. that's why harboring harboring defectors from the United States who shed light on war crimes, Edward Snowden. <laughs> harboring defectors from the United States who expose government spying and government abrogation so of the 4th amendment.
1: When that happened, one of my coworkers looked at me and and was
0: like, "What planet do we live on? People are fleeing to Russia?" I know, it's huge. Yeah. Julian Assange would be there if he could.
2: Yeah.
0: So, anyway, they they they're they're very well prepared for war. They're very uh traditionally a very hardy t- uh people they're 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 a very worthy opponent or, or a very sophisticated opponent we, we we're not getting very much good spin on anything about russia lately they supposedly they've been meddling in our elections they took over donald trump but no they're horrible and they can't they can't prosecute They can't a war. do anything right yeah, they, except steal our elections they're a literally movie,
1: they're a movie plot for us right what does the movie plot do whatever the writers need it to do Russia will do whatever the riders right. need it to do. I will say like their military again just another an, another point to make. Uh, I've heard a lot of people saying the Russians don't use smart munitions. They're not using smart munitions at all, right? They they just don't have the they don't have the military.
0: And the point of all these comments is that they that people are trying to say the Russians aren't a good opponent. They're not they're not a dangerous opponent. Yeah. They're not really that big of a deal.
1: Now one of the th- yeah, exactly. One of the things is is that the Russians okay. If if we have a bomb and we have the computer that guides the bomb on the bomb, then it that's bl- pretty expensive. That blows up with the bomb. And those that are bombs have the computer that guides the bomb on the bomb. OK, <laughs> so the Russians, that's
0: a smart bomb.
1: Yeah, it's a smart bomb. The Russians are using dumb bombs that don't have the computer that guides the bomb on the bomb. But what they have done instead is they have worked out a targeting computer on the aircraft that's more sophisticated. Our targeting computers use a few variables to calculate where the bomb is going to land. The Russian targeting computer uses like 28 variables. And so, like...
0: Can Can they send signals to these dumb bombs? No, they can't send signals to them. But they are... But they can at least launch it in the right direction a lot better. They they're not
1: as accurate as our smart bombs, but they're close.
0: How how inaccurate?
1: So I think our bombs can hit within like a smart bomb can can reliably hit within like a five meter circle or something like that. Okay. And their bombs hit within like a twelve meter circle, so almost <laughs> twice as ineffective. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, when you if you have to drop two bombs instead of one, and the bombs cost a tenth of the price of a That's smart what I was bomb, say what's the cost differential? <laughs> Yeah, it's a big deal. So so they would probably use their precision guided munitions more on the lines when they needed to be worried about precision precision and collateral
0: damage, yeah. right? I I just think it's interesting because these people are a very dangerous opponent. They're, you know, they're real people. They're actually they have heritage and there's good reasons, you know, humanitarian reasons why we ought not be involved in a war, but if you're going to get in a war with them, it's like fighting your brother here because they're very smart. They've developed uh, extensive means of offense and defense. They have nuclear weapons, and we don't want to be in a war with them. Nobody wants to be in a war with Russia. This whole, this whole thing about the Donbass. If you understand the, the, the ethnic differences, the 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 historical differences here, the historical problems with the country of Ukraine, and then you look at the incredible amount of corruption and and. Um, ties to american corrupt oligarchy influences that ukraine has and the nazis yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's not forget the freaking nazis good grief okay which are there because during world war ii they sided with hitler and they were gonna become part of the the third reich right well yeah well it's like anyway what did what did we hear about the syrian
1: unit uh Forces we were supporting during the Syrian. I'm just
0: saying they These are re- this is a real opponent. These oh, are. Oh yeah, but we don't want to be messing with the Russians. But okay, so so the to, Syrians
1: to the point you're making though, like we called the Syrian our Syrian allies during that conflict rebels. We're they talking Al Qaeda.
0: We're talking about <laughs> when uh, the United States destabilized Assad's regime. Yeah, and the Russians came in and helped stabilize it, and the Americans continued to destabilize it and pull oil out of the country. Yeah, so we hired al Qaeda yeah who we created to fight the uh, Russians in Afghanistan but we were fighting them in in
1: Afghanistan and Iraq right but we were supporting them in Syria in Syria so so we'll call them rebels or Isis right so in in Ukraine you have this Azov unit that has Nazi heritage and we'll just say no 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 there are, they've cleaned that up. <laughs>
0: All those swastikas, <laughs> those don't mean what you think they mean, but we're going to kick Kanye West off of Twitter for tweeting one inside of a star of David. Yeah, right. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Anyway, the whole world's gone crazy. We don't want to be at war with Russia. Nobody wants to be at war with Russia. We don't care how much money the Biden family or the Clinton crime family or whatever pulled out of it, or who, or David Levitt or Mike Levitt for that matter here in, in Utah. We don't care how much money they have over in Ukraine. Stop giving them money. <laughs> how many billions is, is, it, is it up to 90 billion yet? Can you know. imagine what would happen if Russia was like started,
1: uh, had a coup, orchestrated a coup in Montreal? And then they were like, all of a sudden, Montreal's like, we're going to buy Russian weapons now instead of right. U.S. weapons. Well, they tried that, but they got there and they were like, ah, oh, freak, the WEF got here first. <laughs> if that were if the same thing were going in can- on in Canada, in any one of the provinces, we would be destroying F-35s on the ground.
0: We would be shelling the crap out of them. I know. We would invade. We, the question is, who has surrounded whose country? Who's knocking at the door of whose country? I mean, the Iranians have, if we're going to talk about age-old rationale for self-defense, you know, Mm. for taking lethal action in in defense of self, the same principles apply to countries. You're not supposed to attack each other without an imminent threat. And an imminent threat is defined as having somebody having the means. Ability, opportunity, and jeopardy. Right. So the ability, the opportunity, and the jeopardy. You're right. That's the way to put it. So the ability is the means. The opportunity is that they're in proximity, right? You can't shoot the guy behind the three inches of plexiglass, even though he has a knife. Even if he's been spouting off threats, because he doesn't have the opportunity. But but he might send his friends over here (laughs) someday. And then jeopardy means you have to actually be... Explain jeopardy. You have to actually... Well,
1: there has to be... It's the it's the same thing, right? He's, he 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 doesn't have
0: a plastic knife, right? Yeah, all it's sort of a combination of all the factors. Even though you you, you put yeah. all three of them together, now you put all, you make them all three separate, right? Again, ability, opportunity, if, and jeopardy. If but if jeopardy he, means you actually have to be in jeopardy because you can satisfy ability and opportunity. I could have, in fact, I do have a knife right here, and there's probably plenty of guns within reach that both you and I could could say that this conditions of. Ability and opportunity were in play between the two of us. I mean, you're within 21 feet. Yeah. but it, however, I don't feel like I'm in jeopardy.
1: It has to be like it has to be real, right? That's what jeopardy yeah. is. Now, again, if the if we're talking about um, the micro level of this, do you have time to check to see is his gun plastic? <laughs>
0: Right, there's some, there's yeah. some nuances there. Yeah, but, but when it comes to kingdoms and countries, this is something that matters in a, in a kingdom and country way, in a, in a bigger context type of a way. And so is there any—should we be afraid of the Russians? Are they, have they surrounded our country? Are they on our borders? Are they attacking us? Is there an imminent threat there? It no. does not appear to be the case. If you're the country of Iran, who's on your west side, who's on your east side— who who's destabilized afghanistan who's destabilized iraq who's involved in pakistan yeah. where who who's in the persian gulf i mean if anybody has a country if if there's any country out there that has the, like the the legal rationale for striking taking measures in self defense it would be these countries over there in The East.
1: Well, and certainly I think one
0: of the things that uh, I think we are not being,
1: we're not even being allowed to hear the other side of the story because these Donbass and Luhansk and Donetsk, these regions have been, they, they, they saw the coup take place. The guy who they had elected. It sounds a lot like
0: the Trump versus (laughs) Biden problem. He gets kicked out. During the coup, like you look at the color-coded map of, of which regions vote for who, yeah, which,
1: so Luhansk, Donetsk, and Crimea are all like, hey, the guy we just voted in just got kicked out in some kind of crazy riot, right?
0: Replaced with an unelected government,
1: yeah. So they're like, and and so like Crimea is like, hey, let's go to Russia, and and everyone's like, "Oh, the Crimean's only went to Russia because they had a gun to their head." Baloney. You know, you know why the Crimean's went to Russia because they're 96% Russian, right? <laughs> you know why else? Because guess where Russia's largest naval base I- I- in the region is? Crimea Odessa? <laughs> Crimea? <laughs> it's, in, it's in Crimea. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so Odessa would be next. Odessa is predominantly Russian, but they but the Ukrainian government has waged a war of genocide, essentially, against those regions. They were immediately began shelling their own people. The Minsk Accords were a farce. The Minsk Accords was uh, in 2014 when the regional governments kind of got together to, do, to try to scale back the conflict, and they said, we will allow these eastern regions of Ukraine to self-determine, which they didn't. They immediately started genocide against mm-hmm. them. And the problem is the Russians go not only all the way through the east but all the way down to odessa which is basically if ukraine were cut in half it would be their only naval port and it is a huge naval port so the odessa issue is a big issue but russia seems to have moderated its special operations in the east so when this conflict began
1: i being i started keeping track now i stopped since because it's been really hard since there's been the media blackout from all Eastern sources, but I started keeping track of all of the, all of the propaganda we were receiving. And so this is from mainstream media outlets and there. Why has it been hard? Well, cause now we can only get one side of the story. Okay. So you can't tell which is a lie. Now you can call BS, but you can't necessarily, you can't confirm it very com- well because they've BS. shut down all the, well, So, but I mean, we've got all sorts of data on it. So first one, first one that comes to mind is the ghost of Kiev. Right. And so. Clearly made up. Clearly
0: made up. So the ghost of Kiev. Documented after the fact that it was made up.
1: Yeah. Documented after. But to anybody who knows anything about aviation combat, silly, silly. So they're telling us that on the first day of the conflict, the lone Ukrainian pilot in a MiG-29 shot down six Russian airplanes, right? Thought it was like 60 oh it got to be 40
0: 40 yeah before they
1: before they said it wasn't true
0: okay got before
1: up to forty, <laughs> but like the last us ace combat ace was in the vietnam war okay and since then we've had maybe just a handful of pilots that have even scored one kill right yeah. And it's, it's very rare to have an air-to-air air to kill. Right, because we usually get in there with those stealth fighters and shut yeah. everything down yeah. before anybody can do anything. Well, and also, like, people give these missiles so much credit, right? They're like, okay, how many missiles does the plane carry? carries eight. can shoot down eight airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it can shoot down eight. Okay. What are we shooting down eight Cessnas? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, plus, I bet you plus, that if all of you... our
0: conflicts have been peop- against people like the uh, Iraqis who didn't spend any time training. I bet
1: you that if you had eight remotely piloted cessnas and you had an airplane with eight air to air missiles on it, I bet you that there's a good period of the time where we repeat this test where it doesn't shoot down all eight. <laughs> you could avoid it. Well, or I bet you that some of the missiles are like
0: there's something broken. Oh, they're duds. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that's a lot of complicated technology. Yeah. Like, for everything to go right so so
1: like, yeah, sometimes missiles just go stupid, right i wouldn't know <laughs> well so, so, we look at this conflict, and they're okay, so the ghost of Kiev, when that first comes out, I'm like, baloney, <laughs> I said something else, though,
0: <laughs> sure, sure, and there were a lot of there were a lot of people um in the West who were calling BS on that one yeah, too. And it can't come. And they got kicked off of Twitter.
1: And it ke- becomes clear later that it's true. Oh, well we, the ghost of Kiev is every Russian avi or
0: every Ukrainian aviator. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor for how we feel about their airplanes. Uh, so uh, yeah, it,
1: it, it's just,
0: give us some other examples of the propaganda,
1: the snake Island heroes of snake island i don't know anything about that so one. they're in in the their snake island it's in the black sea and uh, apparently like the are russians, there a lot of
0: snakes on it i don't know okay
1: apparently it's a strategic point for for the for some point of this conflict and uh, okay. allegedly like the russians were there and they were on their loudspeaker or radio or something yelling at the the ukrainians that that surrender and the Ukrainians are like, we'll die first. Like this whole 300 moment, right? Molon labe, right? Okay. And then they're like, and the Russians just mercilessly shelled them. And oh, they yeah. really all surrendered. Okay.
2: So they all
0: surrendered. There was no 300 moment.
1: And they, and apparently the Russians let them go.
0: They, <laughs> so they sent them home. They, they sent them home. And then they said they were shelled.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they were mercilessly shelled. They didn't shelled. surrender and gave up their arms and oh, we were wow. let go.
2: Hmm.
0: So this is the type of thing you've been looking for. That now there's just not a lot of information coming out of the east to to contradict uh, some of these. Silly another
1: things. one, and I'll give the French credit for clearing this up. There was a video of a tracked armored vehicle. It's like a mobile SAM unit, right? Surface to air missile unit, and it's driving down this street, and it runs over a car. Like the car's driving. Oh, okay. And this, it looks like it looks like the driver just. Ru- like, just as like, oh, I'm getting this guy and just runs it over. It's an occupied motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. Well, the French guys are like, these French reporters are like, look, we went to Google Maps and we've identified the street. And this is like on the first day of the invasion. They're like, mm-hmm. look, this is a street in Kiev. Mm-hmm. And this oh, is... Oh, so it was the Ukrainians? Yeah, it was the Ukrainian military. It was a traffic accident.
0: Okay. And guess
1: what kind of vehicles are hard to look out and see out of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tracked armored vehicles. The guy yeah. probably didn't even see this car. Oh, just that's needed too it to, bad. The guy, the occupant of the vehicle, survived.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: <laughs> and he was it, later did,
0: conscripted to fight against <laughs> the Russians.
1: Didn't look like he was too worse for wear either. Good. <laughs> but the Russia, the the there, we're being told. Oh yeah, the Russians mercilessly targeting civilians.
0: Yeah, we need to put on our real people hats here. There are real people involved. These are not the crazy Russians that they're being painted as. And they, by the way, did not try to steal the 2016 election. <laughs> no. Someone tried to steal an election. Yeah. That's pretty obvious. A topic for another time. Well, any parting words, Officer Dave, before we uh, sign off here? We've been going for two hours, 20 minutes. I think it's been a good podcast. I think it's been interesting. I hope that uh, our listeners out there have enjoyed this if you'll if you have not enjoyed it please comment and if you have enjoyed it please comment and if you're somewhere in between please comment but don't have the chatbot comment for you unless you're TBM and if you're TBM and you're having the chatbot comment please keep it to a bare minimum that we don't have to read too much from the com- from the chatbot anyway any last thoughts Dave um do you do you want to be on the podcast again in the future? Sure. I here
1: are my last thoughts. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> there are a few things that adults shouldn't believe in. Okay. Santa Claus. Okay. The Easter Bunny. Okay. The Tooth Fairy and any mainstream media. Okay. So C- CNN, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, MSNBC Fox, yeah.
0: uh, ABC. Anyway, those they are incredibly dangerous to our democracy. Of course, <laughs> you know what? When he says that, he's not lying, because when
1: when they say our democracy, they mean the elite. Sure, they, they, we vote amongst ourselves. The little people don't vote.
0: Sure, sure.
1: It, it, yeah, <laughs>
0: the, the little people are incredibly dangerous to their democracy. They're
1: like, you, you're dangerous to my democracy.
0: Right, but it, okay. So yeah, definitely. Uh, we would definitely agree with your sentiment there. I would call them instead of mainstream. I think we need old to use media. the term old media or corporate media because I don't know if they're mainstream anymore. That's a question. That's what do a, you think? It's a fair point. Where, we, where are the where are the lo, where are the law enforcement professionals in your sphere? We're not going to say exactly where your sphere is, but where are they? Distrustful of the media. How many? What percentage?
1: Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Eighty percent is
0: distrustful of the media. Yeah. Well, the, here you got to remember that
1: every news story that gets published about the police or about a crime, the police were there.
0: <laughs> Weird. So <laughs> they have a perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might have an opinion about what happened. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and have you personally ever witnessed? Uh, numerous times.
1: I remember one time, and I'll I'll omit the names of the innocent. There, there was a a restaurant that got robbed. And I apprehended the robbers and I was a new officer and I'm at home and I'm watching the news and and, I'm speaking to the mic and And I'm watching the news and my wife's there and they start talking about the robbery. Okay. And I'm like, Hey, they're going to talk about us. They tell about the robbery and then they say, the suspects are still at large (laughs) (laughs) because you know that whenever they asked the police for comment, they were still at large. But, Six hours later, or whenever
0: it was, they didn't even bother to do the- To ask if they were still at large? To ask if they were still at large. So immediately after that it had been robbed, they were still at large. Yeah. And the news is like, okay, they're still at large. <laughs> and now today they are still <laughs> at large. Yeah. So uh, they, just never, they never followed up. Hundreds of stories just like that. That you've personally seen?
1: Well, uh, that 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 I've heard. You ever had
0: I, your picture yeah. on this on the news? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people listening to this show may actually be able to s- no. Identify. No, we're
1: not going to make it clear enough for them to identify who I am. We're not going <laughs> to we're not going to do
0: that. But they may have seen Dave on I the news. I could be any officer. Could be any officer. Just for your information, Dave is a uh, Hispanic. He is uh, short, and Rotund. he's cross-eyed. <laughs> and bald <laughs> but he has a mustache why because police wear mustaches <laughs> right yep indeed okay mustache you one more question okay i'm just kidding i don't have any more questions oh. any last thoughts though
1: no that's it well remember um just there there is a a major effort to control you personally. And that I think is the point of this podcast is to, to think independently, think independently. Don't become a victim of the mind virus. Allow your,
0: allow your immune system to fight that off. Right. And think in advance about w- where the society is headed. I think we've had, again, some good discussion today. It's pays to be prepared. It pays to think through some of the more scary Stuff well, in advance, and it pays to train for it. If you think it might be a possibility,
1: I certainly don't think that any war with Russia would be a cakewalk, and we certainly should be concerned about. I mean, all this, all this information, where you've got these people saying, well, "It's not just good enough to take back Luhansk and Donetsk. We need to go to Moscow and depose Putin." Mm-hmm. You know what? If if Putin's as crazy as you can tell that they really don't think that he's as crazy as they say he is, because if if that were the case, we what, what are we going to do? What are we going to gain by backing Russia's uh, into a corner? If if the main or if the old media is to believe, then Russia is backed into a corner right now. And right. what are we doing like poking the bear, poking the bear They're They're. They are not a paper tiger. They We we pretend that somehow because our nuclear arsenal is old and in disrepair that theirs is. Nope. They've been replacing those units over the post-Cold War era.
0: That's something nobody talks about.
1: You know, our land-based ICBMs were built in the 70s. They have land-based ICBMs that were built in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s.
0: Hmm something to think about before you keep poking the bear. Yeah. Anyway, as I'm talking about preparing, I mean, it's not just Russia uh, preparing for s- civil unrest or just preparing to not be a victim just based on reg- regular everyday life. There are criminals out there and there have been. And you know, you're in a situation where you get to see them all the time and so I think your yeah. your advice and your your perspective is very valuable. So I hope hope you've all uh, had a pen and paper out and been taking notes. You you will get out of your self-defense preps what you put into it. So if you want them to be good, work on them. Good. And if you want to spell interesting names, Dave has a lot of interesting <laughs> names you can try to spell. Okay. Well, that's it for us today. Thanks for listening. You can find us on the web at mindvirus.show. This is the Mind Virus podcast and on behalf of our absent bobby flood and dave and myself jordan bruno i wish you a happy week and a happy new year and uh we're signing off